Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. And shine on, everybody. We're doing episode number 67, Twister. Twister. Twist and shout. <laughs> um, shake it on baby now. Shake it on baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you had... It's like you just are like a regular guy mixed with like a William Shatner version of it. So we we, we might have got a little bit silly with some singing waiting for Georgia, who is a little bit late. I'm sorry. Not the established on talking to Mickey, the least dedicated member of the podcast. Yeah, that's that's me. I was I'd just been at work for eight hours and needed to eat something, and tea wasn't ready, and I was recording Nana. Yeah. So oh, I got dedicated and got serenaded without any video. There we go. So we're doing that. What were we singing? That wasn't Elton John at that point. Golden Girls. Oh, it was Golden Girls theme song. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) You get everything on this podcast. You do, and you get everything, and you and, and you go everywhere with this podcast as well let's talk about where we're charting this week i like this bit back in the top 100 in the united states of america come on yeah uh in britain uh at canada at canada in canada canada there you go australia canada uh denmark number 44 in taiwan wow number 20 in switzerland Cool. cool number 14 in india and we have a new market we in Spain, in Spain, we went straight in at number one. Wow. Nice. wow. I will cool. take that. Number thank one you. in film yeah. reviews. So, Very cool. Uh, thank you. Mucho gracias to our friends Absolutely. in Spain. Mucho gracias. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, that's what we're doing. Uh, at least where we're charting. And what we're doing is lately, just a couple of promos. If you have a chance, definitely check out Empire Strikes Back from last week. It had some people talking. <laughs> we, had, we had a lot of conversation about Empire Strikes Back. Uh, also, check out uh, Liam. You and I did uh, Cleared for Takeoff we on did. Arrested Development. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Me too. It's moving well. I'm glad to hear. Cool. There's always money in the banana stand. I'm definitely going to. Yeah. I just won't ruin anything for anybody. <laughs> I was about to. Okay. <laughs> uh, if it's ruining that much, you, if you've seen one episode, Liam. I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I really enjoyed it. Oh, there we go. Oh, so that's yeah, okay. Yeah, go take a look and see if yeah. uh, see how just how much Liam really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did it for takeoff then. Yeah, well, we, we no, don't know yet. Um, don't, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I didn't as the expert. <laughs> and I hate the show. <laughs> uh, uh, on Talking to Mickey this week, at some point, we're going to get around to recording Captain America, the first Avenger, Chris Evans's first chance at the, uh, at the shield. And then, uh, Georgia, I think I've decided on Friday we're going to release your cleared for takeoff on Cheers because we don't have anything else ready to go. So nice. we'll, just, cool. we'll just release that. And that was a lot oh, of fun nice. to do as well. I love Cheers. I, uh, yeah. I can't remember the first episode, though. Oh, it's very good. Uh, you know what? You could listen to the podcast I and refresh your memory. And then you would remember I it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I'm the expert, so I can say this. I'm not the new one. I love Cheers. Yeah, me too. Oh, I love Cheers so much. So I was very glad to go back and revisit episode one. I can honestly say I love the 
Oh, well, careful, 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 because I think someone might be going ahead oh. and starting it. Yeah, so careful. Oh, okay. Careful. Oh, I, did, I didn't realize that. There we go. Spo- oh. Spoilers. So here we go. Let's go ahead and let's... Oh, one last thing. We have a real roundtable coming up. Please give us your top five Nicole Kidman films. I've been doing some homework. Ooh. I have. My list have changed. So, and we still have a few weeks to go, because I don't know when we're recording it yet. Is it to die for? <laughs> The episode? I don't know. We'll see. I can say I've put in the hours and the hours going over this. So, uh, what about I the others? Some the I've seen. The other day. Some I've seen. The others I haven't. I, uh, Ellie, you said you watched the hours the other day. I did. Yeah, yeah I watched it not long ago I myself. Quite like that. It was my. It was. It was my first time, and it, I wanted to see what the Oscar was for. Man, there's some powerful performances, not just in her mm-hmm. of her and that. There's some great yeah. John C. Riley as well, right? Oh, I love John C. Riley. All right, let's go ahead and uh, talk about last week reflections and corrections time. Yeah, uh, let's start off with Hermes. I like Hermes, friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like his hashtag. Ian is not always right. <laughs> I like that one. He's, I like, I like that it a lot. No, no, I don't. Three I, against no, one. We, we we clearly have an established uh, hashtag that we've uh, we've created here. This is not correct. Uh, he said. Uh, he said. You know what? I have to stand by my previous statement, Ian, because I'm a sausage fan personally, and I was going. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that means that, that has the same sort of connotations in the, in the US as it does in the UK. Uh, but uh, Julian then jumped in and said she hates bacon. Oh, what? And says her popular, unpopular opinion is that bacon oh, is see. the grossest food. I love bacon. I didn't understand what you're talking about. Spaghetti is. We're talking. Oh, you weren't here last week, Ellie. We talked about bacon. I was here last week. Oh, you were. I'm talking about the Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. So we're talking about bacon. Yeah. That's all. And sausage. So yeah. Oh, that's why Uh, sausage links to the bacon. And then I went back. Talking about sausage, but you didn't link to the bacon. Uh, There we go. I didn't (laughs) link. I didn't Uh, link. Uh, Fair enough. But I'll tell you what I will do here. I went back to him and said, you know, Hermes, you can like sausage and bacon. You don't have to like one or Or the the other. other. It's not Mm. a ballot. It's not Oasis and Blur. No, in fact, many I've had many a, a breakfast where I've had sausage and bacon yeah. on my plate. So if you don't have sausage and bacon, is it even breakfast? Ooh, that's exactly, right. Exactly. And he said that, I don't particularly like sausages. So, oh, really? He's admi- unless they've got apple in them. Okay. Mm. He's admitted that yes, you can like both, but he likes his new blasphemous hashtag. So so on. There we go. <laughs> I, Ethan found an article saying there's no CGI in Empire Strikes Back. Send it to me. I I wish I'd had time to, to have a look at it, but I'm probably willing to go. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's right. But there's some weird plasticky looking stuff then in Empire. Oh, the version we saw was... I don't, he gave me an article that there's been no CGI additions to it. That's rubbish. Well, I'm just... That is rubbish. I will lay down the law here. No, you, can't, you, can't, you can't have facts and then That's go... That's not fact. No, it's a fact. <laughs> there was CGI in that movie. Paul and Griff said, May the fourth be with you, C-3PO, sir. The possibility of successfully reviewing a Star Wars film and not upsetting people is approximately 3,720 to one. And I was sitting there going, wrong you are, Paul and Griff, because we did one last year and we didn't have any issues. No. I was so naive. <laughs> we must just get through the net. It's a passionate fan base, man. Uh, we hit a nerve they with a couple of people. Back. And I understand it's hard to hear these favorites. We talked about in the a lot at the end of the we, episode we did yeah and that sometimes it can be difficult i think you even had a hard time with I, I the did. treatment last week yeah i did i did um but it's the idea that you know we treat it the same as we do every movie here and you know i know personally listen to other podcasts where they've reviewed music not so much films but music mm-hmm. and they've trashed music that i love and it, it, it's hard because it, it's it, it was they were trashing some oasis and for me i was like that's me at 15 again right and yeah. going what are you doing you're it's almost like you're spitting on my childhood and despite this i mean i still gave it an eight 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, but uh Dan Dan Mackle, turn of the podcast said, I love you guys, but at fifty nine minutes has been a tough listen. I get there's a tongue in cheek slant on this film, but man, it feels like you're all taking a big stick to this flick. I'm getting the distinct <laughs> feeling none of you are fans of the franchise. At which point I went I'd like to introduce you to Ethan. Yes. Big time. Ethan's the biggest Star Wars <laughs> fan I know. Huge. And you're a big fan of the original trilogy. The original trilogy. I'm yeah. a big fan of Star Wars kind of an, I'm a casual fan, but, 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 but I am, I, I do like them. I rate yeah. them all quite highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the idea that you can go, the second act is really long and it's not good in that sense. No, yeah. It's the, the pacing isn't well done and so i have to do that he says having said that i'm still a fan of the pod and i hope you guys gals continue to do your things i will continue to listen i will forgive you you all one day (laughs) i'm like i hope that day's there even me yeah well he did say that he felt that maybe not everybody went in with an open mind i'm going hang on and i I, I respectfully say this even now um going in as an ultimate fanboy is just as much a closed mind exactly. as someone going in going i i'm not gonna like this and i don't think ellie was doing that it was going in going i'm not gonna she might sit there going I no don't. if i were doing that i wouldn't have bothered yeah. with the review <laughs> I, yeah. I i think i think it's interesting going i didn't like the first one i don't think i might i, I might not like this one as well because i didn't like the first i'm not looking forward to it but i think i can say that everybody on the pod goes in not looking to hate on the film explicitly yeah with the exception of tall everybody girl told me the second one was better yes. so i was going in expecting to possibly like it now, actually tall girl i did go in hoping i would hate it <laughs> yeah. and actually i didn't hate it as much as i thought i would i just think we enjoyed ourselves doing it <laughs> yeah i think that was part of it uh carlos says i have to ask how many times did ethan drop off convulsing by hearing y'all go ah, that's stupid and i said well i hope you weren't too rough on it he went not rough but it was funny hearing Ethan come up with a perfectly detailed and researched canon explanation to something and all of you not buying it but i suppose that's the struggle of star wars hardcore fans all over and i'm gonna go here and go just because some guy in some book five years later fixed a plot hole that yeah. we found doesn't mean it's a perfectly rational thing for we review these films individually and, yeah, absolutely. and when you go well this person wrote this thing in a much later part of no no this, can't, we can't, this thing's in a vacuum yeah we're acting like this just like a music uh, uh, a cinema goer would go if they sat and saw that for the first time absolutely they wouldn't be able to come out of the theater and go hang on wait four years <laughs> we're gonna fix it in a book <laughs> just just saying uh he also gifted me up as palpatine so there's a bit where he's like he said ian when he sees people engaging with the podcast it's palpatine going good (laughs) and i went i am not that old sir (laughs) you are laughing too hard um ray from um ray from um not before coffee said tough but fair crazy Mm. this movie has its flaws and in some cases the fandom is one of them my love of this movie does not change that but i still love movie flaws and all i love it movie flaws and all and it's the best one in the franchise in her opinion new listener jane may jumping right into the conversation love this well i'm now looking at empire strikes back in a whole new light i'm also returned back to childhood when i watch them yoda is not dark in this i know he's tired and doesn't give a shit (laughs) so that's to you saying he was sinister last week sinister. not sinister he was. uh ethan and carlo and dan had a heck of a conversation about fandoms in general and star wars specifically Is and that still was going on? that was really good <laughs> it was for quite a few days yeah because ethan did respectfully kind of challenge the whole none of your fans of the franchise they're good on you yeah i mean absolutely good old ethan. um but it's we've had this before and we've had these moments and we can tear down the curtain hit a big a bit here and go there have been conversations about films we've each brought to a table where yeah. emotions have been and the mics and the edit have happened and we've had to cut out bits where we've been offended or hurt yeah and i'll own mine train spotting 
Yeah. When, 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 when George came in with her two on train spotting, that did not go over well. <laughs> You would you have Rocky's the big one for oh, me. Oh, Rocky, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's I'm tough. trying to think, George, if there was I'm one. That, sorry, but I'm not sorry. No, it's all right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yes. I, and we had to go. Look, I mean, our friendships are more important than just what someone thinks about a film. If is I'm it, never, is it, though? is it? Yeah, I mean, it, is, it is. Well, we'll, we'll have another meeting after after the pod. <laughs> but, but no, it really is. It really is about uh, about the relationships. And if someone doesn't like your favorite movie, I think that's okay. I think it is. Love you, Liam. Love you too. There we go. Um, and uh, at some point, I really want to do uh, maybe later on when they release something new. I really want to do at some point a Star Wars roundtable. Ellie, you're welcome not to join. If you don't want to. <laughs> but I might, I might extend an invitation out for that one because we have people who are passionate. That's fine. But yeah. then we'll have let, let's let's have actually Ellie would be a good counterpoint for that. Someone who really <laughs> loves it, and then someone who doesn't really love it, and sort of put them in the room and go. But let's talk about the it. The weird thing was, I was very torn because obviously Empire was my favorite as a child because of the darkness and everything but doing these podcasts you look at films in a different light yeah and that's what i struggled with yeah i think so if you just go and, in watch it and walk away you go all right i would have gone too yeah, i really yeah, like yeah. empire strikes back yeah yeah but having to but do almost a recap to, as yeah. we do it it was really obvious where where yeah, the warts yeah. were on this exactly yeah and you have to be true to it yeah so, and that's what and that's what you, I, that's what we, we're looking for the best film ever and we can't ign- we can't sit here and ignore it and go, no. this part wasn't very good, but we loved it since we were kids, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> no, exactly. So we do talk about it. So we do. Yeah. And, and that would day, make The Cat in the Hat a good film. That would make The Cat in the Hat a good film, which it's not. <laughs> I, just stay, it I don't think not I've seen be. that one. Don't. <laughs> do. It's hilarious. No, it's not. Is that uh, Mike Myers? Yes. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Russell, the postie, said, hey. I've no interest in Star Wars. I've only seen the first three once. However, this pod was worth a listen just for the nightmare reference <laughs> this was my favorite program when i was younger and Dwayne agreed with the term enter stranger which must be from nightmare i don't remember it that well no. i really liked it though i remembered that i just remember the castle rising castle rising cool there fact are, yeah so let's go from that right into our shout outs new listener baz said so i've tried all the podcasts that recommended me from the list and i've enjoyed best film ever and says now i have a dilemma do i skip ahead on your movie list to to to, to star wars uh, empire Strikes back or i keep going keep this is a future surprise so i guess they're going through the episodes one Ooh. by one and i'd be very curious i do say that the sound quality gets better yes it does i, I will say that yeah um you can see that we improve yeah i think so <laughs> i like to, i like to i like to hear that thing. i had a lot of like fun listening. wine i had a lot yeah. of fun listening to a podcast called off radar it's a movie podcast who did an episode on witness and they reviewed wow. it in 30 minutes wow i was like wow is that the harrison ford and um kelly mcgillis, kelly McGillis yeah. yeah it's a good film i teach it yeah so that's why i jumped in and was like no one reviews witness it's it's eligible trust me i've got it in the back of my head it's a it's, I, I remember liking that film yeah, it's good. It's good. It was good to hear their perspectives, and I engaged qu- quite a bit. I'm, I don't know if I made a nuisance of myself. We'll see. Because mm-hmm. I tried to stay away from the whole, uh, someone who teaches the film. <laughs> to be, but no, I did kind of just jump in with, with a, a few things. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's Harrison Ford's first attempt to be a real actor in it, but I had a lot of fun listening to it. If you're after something a little bit shorter than what we do, half an hour, as yeah. a, you know, don't don't give up on us. I mean, you mean, come on, come on. It's the best film ever. But no, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good stuff out there, and I really enjoyed my half hour listening to the Film Effect podcast. So 
sorry, Off Radar, it's a movie podcast. The Film Effect podcast I want to talk about, A, because they dropped us a shout-out in their most recent episode on oh. Dazed and Confused. Great movie. That is a good movie. Great movie. Yeah. Richard Linkletter. Yep. Wow. Uh, they're doing a whole month on Matthew McConaughey, but they're calling McConaughey. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's the thing you'd come up with. I think that sounds all right, all right, all, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so give them a shout. They're good peeps. Uh, and they said about us, you guys are the best. That is all. Oh. And then it wasn't that all, because they had more to say. Just finished this week's Empire episode, which was another rock-solid way to spend a few hours oh, of the week. Cool. Twister, eh? <laughs> and they said, what can we say? It's countless Wizard of Oz references, flying cows, a meal that's one of film's all-timers, tornadoes, and carryouts. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's a musical pod. Had a discussion on Howl's Moving Castle. I actually got to record an episode with them for um, about talking about my favorite musical. Oh, cool. It was not Grease. No, I wasn't. What? I talked about Chicago, our best film ever to this point. So that's hitting their thing in June. So we'll let everybody know when when I'm on there. They just, if you think I'm pretentious normally, like, (laughs) (laughs) jeez. There's stuff there. Um, also, they say they hope they get some more of BFE's Nana next week. So that'll be this week, I guess. I, yeah, I I actually have, um, a recording of Nana finding out that there are people outside of us that like her. Okay, excellent. Carla was also a Nana fan. Just saying. So there we yeah. go. Everyone loves Nana. Uh, how yeah. not to summon a podcast? Say we're hey, still guys. awesome. Thanks a lot. Summon it, boys. Yeah, Main Street guys. Finance said these guys aren't your average film review podcast. You'll learn more about writing and cinematography. Listen to the best film ever than any other review podcast. Ooh. That's really quite, quite, yeah. quite the accolade. Thank yeah, you, Alex. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate you. that. I've, he says I've always been a movie person, but BFE gave me deeper appreciation for some of my favorites. Um, Cheap Seat Reviews gave us some love. Carlo for all the love. Juline oh, for you. all the yeah. love. Um, Defining Disney called us some of their first friends in the crazy indie podcast oh, world. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Uh, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, a new wow. group giving us some love. Game for a Movie giving us some love. The effing nerds. Yay. I love the effing nerds. Because the effing do. <laughs> uh, Jane May. Our new listener said that she was listening to our Back to the Future 2 episode the other day yeah, and said that she enjoys uh, spotting plot holes, much to her daughter's <laughs> chagrin, and she's never spotted the fact that Marty shouldn't have enough money for the sports almanac. Ah. So she said, loved it. Look forward to continuing listening. Love you guys. And ah. we love hearing stuff like that. Thanks we very do. much. Thank you. Civics and Coffee said, if you like movies, recommend giving BFE a listen. Such great conversations. And arguments sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there are. Uh, film- An argument is a conversation too. It, it, is, it ho- is. Hopefully. Oh. If, if it's two-sided, it <laughs> oh, is. Oh, no, anyway. it isn't. Oh, oh, oh yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> um, film floggers accused us of calling Fiona a nerf herder. They are uh. funny. I got, like, we need Fiona to write in one of these days because just get slammed by, I think it's Ben from Film Vloggers, just always thrown under the bus. Always. Uh, let's, t- let's talk about this. Boarded a flight. Imagine flying. But board of the flight in Australia and uh, went straight to the podcast section on the little, you know, iPad in the front seat. That's cool. And was sh- shocked that best film ever wasn't on the uh, thing. <gasps> so it said Qantas has some explaining to do. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee said, we are the Han Solo to everybody's Chewbacca. Thank you very much. Uh, Dwight, I was going to say this. Dwayne Smith just sent two hashtags. Not enough Jawas. <laughs> And also trash can and dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> Take that how you will. 
I replied with pictures of trash can and dustbin. Take that how you oh. will. I, uh, uh, is this your OnlyFans page again, or are we talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deborah Maria? Rem, sorry, Deborah Maria Ramos for all the love. Even the score, Chance Widmore, so Wizard Podcast. Man, they've got a, a, a slick setup there. Cool. Oh, I could learn a lot about how to get like my m- the sort of the multi like layered platform. They've got it figured out. Oh, steal wow. some ideas. Yeah. Uh, Chuck goes to the movies. Film Rage Podcast. Spy Hards. Our friend at Spy mm-hmm. Hards. Ratchet Book Club, The Paul and Griff Show at Cage Fighting Pod. Wouldn't have thought they'd be shouting our praises. No. We don't seem to have an overlap. But now I'm interested. Yeah, me too. Um, the TA2 Squid Podcast <laughs> giving us some love. Crap Flicks and Chill giving us some love. Oh, thank you. Someone whose name on Twitter is only a lightning bolt symbol. That's cool. But their name is A Gummy Bear. <laughs> said, just happy to know that um, they're not the only anti Batman person in the world. So George has got another person for her oh, tribe. They bouncing hair in there and everywhere. Uh, not <laughs> even Batman likes Batman. Nerd Talk Plus said they second any recommendation after listening to our wonderful cleared for takeoff episode about arrested development, hey, Liam. Thank you. And finally, friend of the podcast, Debbie, says, I want a t shirt. and i believe the shop is live so if you go to our twitter page at best film ever pod we will flog that link this week yeah so (laughs) go ahead and give that some love so on that note after a vortex of shout outs let's talk about twister who's seen it before no you hadn't georgia had ellie I think I'd seen one scene of it before. Okay. It was yeah, the most I, dramatic scene. Okay. I think it's one of those ones that I'd, you know, been flicking through the TV and seen bits of. Yeah. Never seen it all the way through. All right. And so Georgia had seen it. I remember you were ambivalent about watching this one again, Georgia. You weren't looking forward to this. No, I wasn't particularly um, okay. because I didn't have good memories of it, but we shall we shall see. And then I... Uh, all right, yeah. I can see where it even sits on my parents' VHS cabinet. We are a movie-watching family, my uh-huh. family. And Christmas and, and birthdays, but especially Christmas, was everybody giving each other movies. And then we spent the next few days watching these movies. Because we wouldn't go see them. We would just hear what the, what the buzz was about. Yeah. And we might rent them, but more likely than not, we'd just wait for Christmas and just buy them for each other. Cool. And, just, and very rarely did we give each other the same movie, which you might think could have yeah, happened. Yeah. Yeah, but not really. I think we had clearly defined sort of niches, if you will. <laughs> Like so there that. we go. Um, and so um, why are we doing this? It is the 25th anniversary of Twister. I remember when this came out. Yeah. That's strange. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It makes you feel old. It does. <laughs> and there's certain elements of this film where I'm like, that's so 90s. And I'm like, and it looks so cool. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still a child of the 90s. Absolutely. Same. I am. same. So uh, this was directed by Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. You should recognize that name from a different film we've done on this podcast. I do recognize that name. Jan DeBont, Jan DeBont, I don't know. I imagine Jan. Yeah. He did Speed. I even saw this written down earlier because it's on one of the movie posters and I still forgot what it is. He did Speed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, cinematography by Jack N. Green. Couldn't really find too much from that. And the score by Mark Mancina, who also did Speed. So he's bringing kind of his his peeps with him. So it would seem. Twister was produced. I almost said Twitter was produced. Twister was produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment with financial backing from Warner Brothers and Universal. Wow. Kind of weird to see them both backing the same film. Yeah, yeah, In return, Warner Brothers got the North American distribution rights while Universal got international distribution rights. Not Universal rights, though. (laughs) I guess the universe outside of the United States, which some of our American listeners might be surprised to hear that's a thing. (laughs) There are other places. There are other places. 
<laughs> uh, the original concept and 10 page tornado chaser story were presented by Amblin Entertainment to Amblin Entertainment, written by Jeffrey Hilton under the title Catch the Wind. Ooh. It's not a bad title. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg was intrigued by the idea and presented the concept to writer Michael Crichton, who, alongside his wife, were paid or reported $2.5 million to write the screenplay. Wow. Making it the most expensive screenplay at all time at that moment. Yeah. yeah. What? Two and a half million to write something. I could do that. I think I could do a better job for two and a half million, I won't lie. A better? Oh, wow, okay. Um, a challenge. <laughs> Spielberg himself was originally attached to direct the project, and other directors such as James Cameron, John Badham, and Robert Zemeckis were also in talks at different moments to helm the film before Jan DeBont signed on to Twister after leaving Godzilla due to creative differences. You seen Godzilla, Liam? Uh, yeah, is that the one with Mo like in it? Uh, I think this one's the one with uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, no, haven't. Yeah, this is a better film. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a yeah, much better yeah, film. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned John Badham, though. He's the guy who directed Sad Note Fever. Is he? I'd never heard of him. I yeah, just put yeah. him in the list, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons DeBont signed on to direct a film was because of the rapid rise of CGI in the 90s. He saw this as maybe the last opportunity to direct a large-scale film with practical effects. I will say, there's a lot of CGI in this film. There I was is. Say, uh... yeah. <laughs> For its age. Like, there are some practical effects as oh, well. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, time proved he was right. And CGI would later cause almost the total abandonment of large-scale films with practical effects. That is a shame, though, because I like it to is. see the practical effects. Yeah, it's part of the movie-making magic, yeah. because you're going, how did they do that? Now yeah. the answer is just plug it into a computer, and it can do anything you want. That's not the same as making me believe that you've made the impossible possible. Didn't they recently do that with Road Fury? Uh, make that... What, Mad, Mad Max Fury, Ro- Fury, Fury Road? Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Never seen it, actually. The only CGI bits are... It's heavily practical, you're right. It's very, very yeah, practical. Yeah, it's heavily made, practical. They made, made it that way, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, the production of Twister was plagued with problems. Uh, we had our favorite script doctor brought on to fix the <laughs> script. You know who I'm talking about? Whedon? Joss Whedon was brought on. <laughs> and then he got bronchitis. Hmm. And another guy called Steven Zellian was brought on to do script revisions, both of them doing it at the cost of $100,000 a week. I was like, wait, hang on a second. Someone got paid $2.5 million. And you still need Joss script, Whedon to fix it. And they still needed revisions. Yep. Well, I'd want some of my money back. Uh, revisions <laughs> were right through the start of shooting in May 95. Uh, and this is Whedon. And then Whedon left the project after he got married. And two weeks after into production, Jeff Nathanson was flown to the set and worked on the script until shooting ended. Mm. So this was never really a finished product, no. <laughs> despite the two and a half million. And they probably dropped another half million on the rewrites. That's crazy. That is crazy. Filming was really supposed to take place in California and get this, the United Kingdom. They, yeah, I can, yeah. A lot of American films are filmed in um, England, weren't they? I guess, but this would be kind of hard for this sort of... Like, a British road, I'm sorry, looks like a British road. It doesn't look like an American road. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we've got is the fields. The fields, yeah. but even the fields aren't laid out in the same... No, like, same no, North American true. fields are, like, perfect squares. Yeah, yeah. The fields here are just kind <laughs> we of... We are not perfect squares. No, you're not perfect squares. <laughs> no way. Uh, so We're like, right, this tree is mine. Yes. That, <laughs> that pond is mine. The stream is clearly the logical divide for this boundary. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Bont insisted the film be shot on location in Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. That is cool. Um, and they sing it as well. They do yeah. sing it. I've got, I've got a little note here to throw to Ellie at that point. <laughs> After primary filming had wrapped, some additional pickup shots and reshoots, uh, including parts of the drive-in, took place in Bolton, Ontario, Canada. Hey. I think I've been to Bolton once, I think. 
didn't get hit by like that's the problem where i'm from yeah like yeah. tornadoes are a real thing we have tornado tornado alley in a certain part of southern ontario oh okay so there are areas like I, i've unfortunately you hear about tornadoes going through and like taking out towns and not regularly have you lived through a tornado then i have gone through tornado training so oh, as okay. part of my workplace there'd be I, i've seen funnel clouds yeah, yeah, yeah. the big thing is we because they're, they're, they're not they're not common i don't want to suggest that okay. but they're not like like it's not like oh i've never seen a funnel cloud before yes i have yeah, the yeah. thing is does it touch down Oh, I see. So you see elements of it, and yeah, you yeah. see sort of, but it's sort of, I don't know if it self-corrects, I don't, I don't know the science behind this, Yeah. but it, 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 it was a real thing. And so at my, my factory, we had code black drills, and code black meant tornado. And so we had, you know, here's what you do in case of a tornado, make sure that we do this, 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 and this, because we weren't in tornado alley itself, but we weren't that far removed from it. Oh. So yeah, it could have been a real situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have felt pretty safe in that place. Lots of lots of pipes that probably go down thirty feet at least. <laughs> nice. Um, some crew members Excuse felt. Excuse me. Yes, go ahead. We have lots of questions. In the oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. So, uh, audience, so, so Ellie, and this is part of the conversations that people love. Uh, why don't we start with Ellie? Because you were polite enough to to, to divert you my were, my. Were. I, I was like a runaway tornado. <laughs> Yes. For the benefit of our listeners, me and Georgia have just been sat here with our hands up for the last And minute. I was like um, flicking across the screen. Oh, really? okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, what you got? Um, when you said that funnel clouds, uh, the danger is whether or not they touch down, do you mean they can just kind of be in the sky but not actually cause any damage on you know the surface of well, the earth you 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 see, I'm, I'm, i don't want to i'm not a meteorologist started like no. this so, so i can very easily be pushing that button next week here. <laughs> like you'd see big clouds and you'd see them start to kind of develop what looked like a funnel or a spire of some sort mm-hmm. and you're always taking a look and going that doesn't look good getting the house things along that nature um obviously it obviously with- it can't create the vortex and sweep things up until it actually makes contact closer to to the ground itself if so it's you above. can still see it with a visible funnel while it's still in the sky Yes, as sort of part of the cloud formation. Okay. Yes, it's not. It's not like a full, like all the way down, like we saw in the movie. But you'd see it start to kind of um, develop in that direction, where it looked like a. They sort of had the flat ceiling of the cloud, and then you know it was gathering towards a funnel downward. Isn't it when the hot air and cold air meet each other and the? Oh, I really am not person. That's lightning. Is it? That's lightning. It's a bunch of stuff with pressure and temperatures. Yeah, with pressure and yeah. Yeah, there's probably some other podcast you listen to about how like tornadoes are actually developed. <laughs> we're not that, but uh, there's that. Uh, Georgia, another question? Yeah, well, mine's more a statement than a question, but I feel like this film must must hit very differently for people that actually live where tornadoes are a thing. Probably. Because, like, uh, to me, this is as, as fantastical as avengers yeah that is kind of like that, that is kind like, of, i'm i i did geography i quite like geography yeah. but even so because we didn't really study them like this isn't this is this might as well be harry potter like, because like you never hear not, about tornadoes in the uk it's not gonna no. happen yeah you guys barely get thunderstorms here yeah very rarely whereas back home we we, we get we get a hell of a you know crazy thunderstorms. Love a good thunderstorm so to any of our american or canadian listeners especially if you're in I imagine, especially if you're in central, the central United States, maybe the Midwest, uh, Ontario, such and such, um, you know, those are places where tornadoes aren't uncommon. And so as a threat, it's a belief, it's, it's two different types of things. To you, it's this escapism into a crazy foreign, wow, yeah. what would that be like? To us, it is, there's a little bit of a chance that, you know, these things can happen, as we'll read about. I uh, have some witnessed facts. a whirlwind of such, um, but as a very small one. Yeah. 
I have seen it myself See, over here. What you're more likely to get here is hurricanes. Oh, is it? Well, it's probably, probably was that then. I don't know, but it was very mini. It was, well, I don't know, yeah. 12, 13 foot. Because I remember as a kid living out in Barry St. Edmunds, and there was a <clears> hurricane, and it knocked, like, all sorts of walls down and things like that, of, like, you know, like the, the proper walls that, like, were, like, dividing the states from each other and whatnot, not just, like, your little wall. This wasn't this wasn't anything devastating. It was no. it was It was... I, it was a whirlwind of yeah. sorts. It was only a small thing, but I witnessed it. I saw it. I think you have to have more land for it to grow and build upon. Oh. I say completely just hypothesizing. Yeah. I believe that's my understanding of it. I did not do geography very far in school. I didn't either. I'm not really a scientist. <laughs> Me I, either. I, I look at narratives. <laughs> <laughs> so Such as, it does. There we go. I Getting like contact. words. I like words. <laughs> and I cannot lie. I like big words and I cannot lie. <laughs> uh, some crew members talking about, you know, things that were out of control felt the bond was out of control as a director and they left the production five weeks into filming wow the camera crew led by a man called don burgess claimed the bond didn't know what he wanted till he saw it he would shoot one direction with all the equipment behind the view of the camera and then he wanted to shoot in the other direction right away and we'd have to move everything and he'd get angry that we took too long and it was always everybody else's fault never his the claims they had to schedule at least three scenes every day because the weather changed so often and don had trouble adjusting to that but DeBont then knocked over a camera assistant in a fit of rage over uh, the camera assistant missing a cue. And as such, Burgess and his crew walked off the set, much to the shock of the cast. They remained in place for one more week until Jack N. Green, the guy we talked about, yep. came in and agreed to replace them. And two days before principal filming ended, Green was injured when a hydraulic house set used in the scene where Joe and Bill rescue Meg and her dog. Yeah. Um, collapsed from the tornado destroyed home it said to, it designed the collapse on cue was mistakenly activated with him inside of it oh. a rigged ceiling hit him in the head and injured his back required him to be hospitalized and debont then took over as his own director of photography for the remaining shots wow wow it was also briefly delayed due to the bombing of the alfred p murrah federal building in oklahoma city the oklahoma city bombing do you remember that yeah. Because I really remember that. Is that Timothy McVeigh? I think that is Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. I can't remember. And many of the crew left the film and went to the site to help with recovery efforts, which point well, I'm going, yeah, good on you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'd be kind of hard to do a film about, you know, uh, giant natural Recovering disasters things, and recovery yeah. and then yeah. and then just like going like ignoring this. Yeah, exactly. Especially if DeBont was such a tyrant, you'd be like, yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you would. Wouldn't you don't want to say, oh, come on, everybody, let's go. <laughs> uh, because overcast skies were not always available, DeBont had to shoot many of the film's tornado chasing scenes in bright sunlight, requiring industrial light and magic, they of the Star Wars variety, yeah, were, yeah. uh, to more than double its original plan for 150 digital sky replacement shots. Principal photography was originally given a deadline to allow Helen Hunt to return to her television series called Mad About You. Was that with um, Paul Reiser? Reiser, yeah. And he was the creator of that one. And he delayed the, his TV show's production for two and a half weeks so Twister could finish filming. Oh, okay. So nice of him to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DeBont claims that Twister cost close to $70 million, of which 2 to $3 million went to him as the director. But it's speculated that last-minute reshoots, including the scene of Joe as a child and overtime, actually raised the budget to $90 million, And Warner Brothers moved the film's date up uh, a week so that it wouldn't be up against uh, a different film. 
a different film, which maybe we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, Twister's known for its successful product placement. That's all I'll yeah. say. And we'll come across that when we yeah, come across we that. Uh, but it also came with a note from DeBont suggesting exhibitors play the film at a higher volume than normal for full effect. And what this did is it blew out surround sound systems <laughs> all over the United States and internationally. That's funny. And uh, originally, I will just, two last points. It was originally shot as an R-rated film that featured more profanity and a grislier sort of details. Oh, okay. And it got really sanitized in this. I don't know if yeah, you noticed. Like, yeah. yeah. And originally, the tagline for the film was going to be, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you That's can imagine, I can imagine why they decided film. not to go with it. Because if you don't like <laughs> the film, it's a pretty good tagline for that, too. Doesn't Dusty say that? Uh, yeah, but I think yeah. the idea about putting it on the poster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there we go. There we go. Let's start. Let's start the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start the film, and we've got some pretty terrible CGI on the title card, where the twister like yeah, letters come at the screen. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then we cut to June nineteen sixty nine, and we're in some hard working farm and oil country, and there's storms and tornado warnings, and we find some parents who are going up to wake little girl Joe, and I hope you caught her name because they're only going to say it about seventeen times Joe, in this opening scene. Joe, <laughs> Joe, and they totally leave the dog. Why is that about? Like, there's two of you. One of them grabbed the dog. Yeah. I'm Boy, a do- I'm a dog person. Me too. Yeah. I was just saying, get the dog, Georgia. Would, would you have just left? the dog would you god I, see watching this film back as an adult and with a bit more of an analytical mind this is one of the scenes that i am able to go this is why this film left such a sour taste in my mouth because there are little bits throughout this film where i just go no <laughs> like i know it's meant to make you feel like uneasy and uncomfortable but i'm going that just doesn't make sense. No. If they had like, two you, kids and each of them was carrying one a child, child. Yeah. sure. And, but yeah. Yeah. They have, one of them was carrying a child, one of them was carrying nothing. nothing. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's part of... it's. This scene makes me go... <laughs> don't like it. Well, <laughs> then the little girl said, how many times my name been said? Okay, great, because I'm going to say Toby's time is word the name as <laughs> many times as they Toby, said mine. Toby. And they light an oil lamp beside a Confederate flag. Anybody else see the Confederate flag? Or was yeah. it just me? Yeah. I didn't, to be fair. I was like, oh. <laughs> what, oh. It's a, it's a bit more odd. I probably didn't pick up on that in 95 or 96, but I picked up on it now. See, over here, we don't really... I mean, I understand it by looking yep. into it, but it's not something that affects me yeah. as, as a person, right? Growing up, the Confederate flag to me was Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yeah, know, I got you. That's happy times for me. Yeah. So, you know. But as we talked about with, oh, what was it? Where he said symbols are important. Oh, it's, uh, it's, we're back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea that symbols are important and, and that the Confederate flag, that, that, that symbol has been changed to mean something. Yeah. And it's a really I interesting conversation. Like yeah, it's a really interesting conversation yeah. here in the UK because there's always debates about the flag these days. The, yeah. And I had to talk to some colleagues and go and help me out because when Cool Britannia was a thing in the mid-90s, the British flag was, was everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And no one went, oh, it's a bad flag. Nope. You know what that represents? And yet now it's like you fly a flag and people are going, yeah. oh, what are you trying to say there? That, that I like living in Britain? Yeah. I, as, a, as a Canadian, and I'm sure our American listeners would be the same, Like the idea of flying a flag is... Um, I think the Americans are, are are really into it. I think Canadians yeah. are, are are quite into it. Yeah, and it's so, it's so weird here that Canadian we see. Quite? 
Yeah, Canadian coin. And we see here that, you know, it's this idea that if you fly a flag, you're sure around trying to claim that your nation's better than everybody else's. Or, I don't think that's the it's, case. No, it's not. And I, I, it's just as someone who's who's an immigrant to this to this country, it's something I've always just gone, huh. Yeah. It's a bit weird for me. Yeah, I mean. The younger generation, if I can speak on behalf of us. Speak on behalf age. of all people all your of, age. All of people <laughs> my age. Ellie can join in as well. I don't know if it is just a thing that is my kind of circle or whatever but it is just seen as it's, you just don't do it it's a bit weird yeah, See, that strikes me like, as weird that, that strikes me as weird yeah. yeah no we just don't if you fly a british flag you're probably a tory well the, the is thing what, is, is what no, so not, even, is. not even tory because no. there seems to be this vision here but if you fly the british flag that you are a racist yeah and it's not and and it's, it's really weird to see in the short amount of time i wouldn't I've been go that here, far it's just a bit weird no because racist groups have sort of embraced yeah. the flag yeah. so yeah. like if you looked at those like anti-black lives matter protests that happened in london there was a lot of union jacks being flown and you're kind of going i wish you wouldn't do that yeah but i guess what i would say we're on a total tangent well, we have but but I would say mm-hmm. it'd be great to see rather than have us go oh I don't want to look at the, no you have the flag I don't want to fly the flag because they'll think I'm like you is for to figure out a way to get the flag back yeah and sort of go because our generation was that Britpop yeah you know the the British flag like if you think about Spice Girls Girl Spice Power Girls like that. Jerry yeah. Hallowell wore it as a dress. dress yeah that's you know Liam Gallagher in the bed sheets that yeah. are being jacked oh you know and it's a beautiful looking flag and the who when the they, who when they yeah. in the flag you know yeah but anyway. Confederate flag by an oil lamp. The door sucks and dad can't hold it anymore. <laughs> and we know that. I don't know that. why dad bothers holding it. Oh, because it, it's because the catch is broken and it's flying open. Yeah. But let it fly open then and just get into safety. Not a bad like, idea. But anyway, he says. Because I, that's literally what happens three other times in the film. So the problem is he yeah. can't hold it anymore. And we know that because he says. I can't hold it anymore. And it turns out he can for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And then he says it again. And that time he's telling the truth. Yeah. And he flies up with it. And this, be- and, and this began Joe's obsession with, I want to look at tornadoes. This special effect when he flies out the door is crap. It is 96. Yeah, but it is, yeah exactly. You can't judge it. You got a friend <laughs> in me. Like, keep in mind, Toy Story, it's a fr- you got a friend in me. Like, it's doing like that early Toy Story yeah. 1 animation, and they're doing a tornado. We're spoiled these days. We with are the spoiled anim- with the, um, and uh, no, What is it? CGI. CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Find a different way to kill him off, then. Don't, well, don't make him be a stupid man Dad holding die? on to the thing. Steven Spielberg, it was his idea to kill off the father, because originally he was supposed to survive, but it decided his death would establish how dangerous tornadoes can be and the reason for Joe's obsession with them later in life. If I may, the kill count to tornadoes in this film is shockingly low. Yeah. <laughs> lots of danger. Lots of stuff gets broken. People are resilient. Yeah, they are. Even in the path of it. Then we go to the National Severe Storm Laboratory, a real place, I believe. Ooh. Yep. And there's a lot of staring at screens, and someone goes, Anybody else with the feeling this is going to be a long day? And then we cut, and you thought this was like a, a Jurassic Park kind of score thing. Well, not the score. It was they the, did at some point. At one point, down. it did. No. The sweep down. The you sweep know, down? The sweep down across the fields. Okay. It just seemed very. I, I expect to see dinosaurs. Well, no, I remember the score at one point sounding quite drastic. The score, party. very little bit. Yeah. Well, for the second time in like three weeks, four weeks, we meet Bill Paxton. We do. Playing Bill Harding. George, do you recognize that the lead guy in this was the same guy with the earring on Titanic? He was the captain uh, on the present day dive. Don't be stupid. <laughs> of course I did. I did. But Not a clue. But it's his voice. Yeah, it's his voice that does it's it. It's his voice that I, I recognize. Uh, Tom Hanks was the original choice for the character of Bill Harding. Hanks read lines of the cast and even chose the character's wardrobe. 
Let me guess. I thought he was too icky. <laughs> yeah. Probably. He just had a hard time referring to Bill. So went, let's get a Bill to play Bill. So Why Bill not? Paxton played Bill Harding. I like Bill. That must be so easy when they say your own name. Yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah. Other people considered were Kurt Russell. I like Kurt. And it feels like his name comes up every time we look at one of these. Michael Keaton. Yeah. I think Paxton better than Keaton in this one. Keaton's a smaller man. I like Paxton in this better than um, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite actors. I don't think I even but, think Paxton would be better than Hanks would be in this. Yeah, I, I think so. He's got that calm and feel about him. He's all, that voice. He's a tall, big man. Yeah, you can kind of believe that he's this kind of guy who maybe would have been wild back in the day, but yeah. maybe he's reformed now. Exactly. Um, and so he was chosen, Bill Paxton, thanks to his Southern everyman charm, which was a recommendation. From, I'd, get, I'd say that recommendation from director James Cameron. Oh, well, there we are. Who hadn't yet shot Titanic with him. Cool. And would later go on to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a swooping score, and we have a conversation between Bill and his fiance asking, Has Joe signed the papers? And we're going to find out. Meet Dr. Joe Harding, played by Helen Hunt, who you like in this film. I love her in this film. After her opening shot, she looks like a model. <sighs> like her hair has been like professionally done to go Helen out. Hunt. And I'm telling you, everybody else in this crew of hers are like the biggest nerds going. They are, yeah. <laughs> but she's like the supermodel of the bunch. I love her. Some it does feel a bit forced, her introduction in this, because it's like, oh, look how clever she is. She's fixing the machine and she's so independent. I would say the word forced explains a lot of this film. <laughs> <laughs> this film felt like a film that had to be rewritten throughout the, the, uh-huh. the thing. I think the biggest problem with it is that there's only so many times you can show us the same thing happening with the same consequences but without us going, eh? It, it, it didn't have a sense of oh we're doing this again yeah yeah um there's the tornado we don't get to track it nobody dies some ah, yeah. tornado we missed that we one good job it. we've got another three the biggest <laughs> the biggest rumor sorry there was a rumor but it was supposed to be someone else at first right and it's funny you said jurassic park because laura dern really uh, yeah think, she'd have been good in this like, she would have been good she'd have yeah. been good she's if i can say it i'm not trying to i think helen hunt's more marketable i like helen i hunt. think helen hunt's I'm not trying to be misogynistic. I think she's prettier. Yeah. Am I wrong? She's just a everyday girl. Georgia, do you remember like who Laura Dern is? Face blindness. She's the woman. She's the woman. <laughs> she's the woman from Jurassic Park. Woman the one who in stands Jurassic up Park. in the in the jeep. I in the jeep. think I would put them both at a similar level with Helen Hunt slightly higher. I think they're okay. probably quite similar. But okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't find Helen Hunt particularly attractive. Personally. I oh, I, I, I've actually got a question about that in a minute. <laughs> Um, and so uh, Helen Hunt passed up working with John Travolta in Broken <gasps> Arrow to do this. Have you seen Broken Arrow? Yeah. It's okay. I like it. Better than Twister? Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. No, I, w- I would disagree on that. Yeah. Um, in her introductory scene, Helen Hunt clearly says the F word, but you don't hear it. This was edited <laughs> out for home video, presumably to secure a more family-friendly rating. We hear some Tori Amos in the background, and we meet the team. And it's quite the ensemble. It, wow. Let's talk, about, let's talk about a few of them. Yeah. Dustin, also known as Dusty Davis, played by... Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I didn't realize he was in this. I said it at the end of last week's episode. Yeah, I know, but... See, I Georgia s- has face blindness. You just don't listen to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? And yet, yeah. I'm the least dedicated. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like him as an actor. There were rumors country music superstar Garth Brooks turned down this role. What? Yeah. He would have been great in this. I also heard rumors he was up for Bill Paxton's role. Really? He'd not have been as good. He, I mean, he's a solid guy. Yeah, but... 
But he, apparently the, the issue was he figured out very quickly the tornado was going to be the star. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't he write a song for it? Uh, yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I think he could have been good in this sort of a comic, sort of just yeah. have it like, like a caricature. I would like to say, I'm, I'm a big Garth Brooks fan, so. I was listening to Friends in Low Places today. Oh, that's great. Coming back from Tesco. The dance is my favorite. Yeah, what, the line dancing? Yeah. No, the dance is called. The song. Oh, the, the songs are dance. Yeah, I like yeah, the yeah. river. Um, That's a good song. When asked about his reasons for making uh, the film, Philip Seymour Hoffman said, I was living in L.A. at the time. I t- took that job uh, so I could move back to New York. So I guess he took it for moving money. Yeah. <laughs> good lad. And in an early scene, he's sitting on a lawn chair. He lifts his leg in the air while laughing. In the original cut, his genitals were fully visible for a split second. Whoa. Oh. Which was, uh, I guess he was balling. Uh, so <laughs> it was edited out of the DVD and VHS releases, but it, from some early screeners sent out to industry professionals, it was definitely there. And we should also talk <laughs> yeah. about Alan Ruck, who I Alan think played Ruck. Rabbit. Yeah. Alan Ruck. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Also, Biloxi Blues. He's the guy in Speed who says the airport. He is. I've already oh, been to the airport. He's the guy that when Keanu goes, "Fuck me," yeah. he goes, "Oh darn!" <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> so is. It's him working beyond Debont again. So um, he's. I okay. like that he's called Rabbit because he knows all the different routes. Oh, that makes maybe. sense. Yeah. I didn't even consider this because yeah. <laughs> he knows all the all the little rabbit warrants. And Paxton yeah. has come home to roost. Everybody's going, "Oh, you're back!" He's like, "I'm not back." And I'm like, gee, I wonder if he'll finish the film back with the rest of the group. Yeah. And we meet his new girlfriend slash fiance, Melissa, played by Jamie Gertz. Liam, she was in Lost Boys. Oh, she oh, was. There's a realization that just happened, everybody. She played Star. Sure. Oh, my God. I've never God. seen Lost Boys, so I'm going to give you that. I, I know you like Lost Boys, so I thought about it. Do you know too. what? I, I, had, I had George's face blindness yep. in this up until like later on. Apparently, it's catching, George. And, and I looked at oh, her. Let's, yeah, because there's another one, but we'll contagious. talk about it when we get there. I looked at her and I thought, I don't. It might be contagious because Liam made an all time blunder. We'll uh, talk about later yeah, on. Yeah, big time. Uh, she also <laughs> rolls an Alan B on ER. Um, I think, my opinion, I think Melissa is an absolute knockout compared mm. to Joe. No. Yeah, I just I'm in love with Melissa. I'm in love with Helen. Hunt. All right, Joe. Joe. <laughs> I'm not in love with either of them, but I agree with Ian. Yeah, there we go. So oh, I agree with myself. Uh, we had some more cameos. There's a guy called Jeremy Davies, and he's really just a guy who sets up a camera. He's a bit twitchy. Joe saves him from the car, the drive-in. Yep, he's this. in Lost. I've not playing seen playing a character. No one's seen it, unfortunately. I think, I think oh. Ethan's going to join me on a clear for takeoff on Lost. Oh, I think. cool! And um, he's not in season one, but anyway, he eventually shows up as a major character called Daniel Faraday, in which he basically plays a slightly more grown-up version of the same twitchy guy. Oh, okay. but I was like, ah, oh, Daniel Faraday. I've never <laughs> seen him in anything else. So to me, he was just always this one thing. But to realize I'd actually seen him a decade earlier in Twister, I was like, oh, wow. there we go. Uh, and Bill wants the paper signed because he's getting married. Joe hides her wedding ring with a different ring and clearly hasn't signed all the papers and wants to meet Melissa as a stalling tactic. And there's a great lingering shot that she's left the papers on the, the car and, and then Paxton goes and grabs them. <laughs> I was going to say, you left the papers. Yep. I was like, they're going to get blown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to get sucked right up in a twister. But no, it could, didn't even happen. Could Melissa look any more mid-1990s? Not really. She has the 1990s sunglasses, this dodgy cell phone. I think oh. that's probably why I don't find her attractive at all or can't compare them because I'm like, oh, Ew. Yeah. I, think, I think part of it's because I think Helen Hunt's look in this film is timeless. 
Yeah, she's just she's, yeah. she's just a blonde yeah, girl yeah. in a in a in a white tank top. Yeah, whereas whereas Melissa's very much a very attractive, well put together, but her hairstyle is very nineties. Her glasses mm-hmm. are nineties. Her her outfits very nineties. And that's probably why I'm like I love you because oh. I love the nineties. <laughs> Not that's the reason I wasn't love everybody in the nineties. Because I'll tell you what, let's just talk for a minute. Who is this? It's like Helen Hunt went. You're gonna put another girl on the team? Yeah, she can't be even remotely attractive. <laughs> and they went, let's put this one woman on here. She'll be really dorky. She won't talk to you ever, Helen Hunt. She'll only talk to like the mm-hmm. other nerdy guys. But this way, we can say there's more than one woman in the crew. But was this um, then like part of the rewrites? Because she got prettier as she got on as the film went on. She did. She did because she know? seemed very like, oh, gee, guys, I'm the, I'm the, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I agree with you on I that. I don't think I even noticed her until halfway through the film. I, I only noticed because <laughs> I was looking for like, how big are, are all the nerds in this group? And then I saw her and went, well, there's your kicker. Well, I call her beige, didn't I? To start you with. did call her beige. <laughs> Um, who are we talking about? You talking about Melissa? You talking yeah, about the, Melissa? The, not about the nerdy girl. Oh, the, ne- oh, the nerdy yes, girl. Yes, yes, yes. No, because Melissa does get better who, looking as we go along. Didn't on. speak. Not much. No. Uh, and then, and then she says a few words. It's over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we meet. Uh, well, uh, oh, so Bill's got a new job. He's got a new truck. Yes. And Dodge. she says, uh, Joe Ghostman goes. It's Dorothy. He goes, what? He goes, she's here. He goes, show me. And actually, this, this, I, I think if I hadn't seen this film before, Liam, yeah. this might have made me think they're talking about a kid. Yes. Is that what you thought? Yes. Okay. Ellie, was it what you thought? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I never thought what they showed you. No, I was, how could you? <laughs> the instrument package used in the film Dorothy is an homage to the instrument pack real tornado researchers attempt to place in the path of tornadoes called Toto. Ah, oh, that's cool. So another similar yeah, yeah, Wizard, yeah. Of Wizard of Oz thing. We find that came from Bill's brain. Melissa wants to know what it is, which is great because we need to know what it is. So she's yeah. going to be our surrogate and ask the questions we want to know. Absolutely. I can take measurements from inside the tornado and it can create warning systems. And Melissa goes, aren't there already enough warning systems? And she barely has the words in her mouth before she goes, hey, they're not good enough. No, three minutes. So we're going to we'll give you 15. <laughs> this is the first subtle symbol that she's got some scarring on her. It's like... Like Bill worked with her for like years. Yeah, he never noticed she was obsessed about tornadoes before he came back today. No, he would have known. Like no one else in the team is even aware either. Like yeah. it's like it's a giant blind spot for all of them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, there's a tornado, which is fitting because that's why they're there. And everyone's a mega nerd except for Joe and Bill. Asked who is this ultra nerdy girl? Uh, he doesn't want to go with them, but Melissa says. Uh, has Joe signed the papers? And he goes, oh, damn it. We can catch him up. And they follow along, and everyone's like, oh, Bill, you're back. I'm not back. <laughs> and Melissa goes, I want to tag along. It's He's interesting. So yeah. And they gave her a southern accent, and she's brunette, and Helen Hunt is more New York-y yeah. and is blonde and straight hair versus the wavy hair. So clearly they're being set up as opposites, which is good. Blondes. Pardon me? I've got a thing for blondes. That's probably oh, why, okay. why I grabbed um, And it. then we meet Jonas Miller. Now, before we start with you, Georgia, did you pick up who Jonas Miller was? Which one's Jonas Miller? He's the bad guy. He's the other guy. He's chasing He's the He's the guy from the rival group. Yeah, chasing the I mean, the I'm recognizing him a little bit, but nothing well, major. Liam instantly went... Is that Russ Wheeler? I did. Russ Wheeler from Days of Thunder. uh, Days of Thunder. At which point he very shortly after went, 
you never notice all that guy ever plays are scumbags? <laughs> but I went, I went, Liam, he plays Wesley in The Princess Bride. And I had no idea. And I went, yes, of course. And now George has got the same face that Liam had earlier. <laughs> what? That, that is Wesley. Yes. <laughs> I had that oh same look. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, I love him. There you yeah. go. Maybe that's, maybe that's why I struggled to have him as a, as a villain so much. I don't think he's much of a no, villain. He's not. A lot no, of no. his stuff ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of him and a lot of Philip Seymour Hoffman as well. That's a shame. Which I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman actually had a fair bit to do in this, but it was all one note. He was very Jack Black in this, wasn't he? He was, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know You're what not mean? wrong. Like, yeah. he's, it's before Jack Black. It's before Jack Black. Yeah. Yes. I like School of Rock, actually. Jonas. And he goes. And this is, I mean, there are some bad lines. I don't think Bill Paxton says them well <laughs> either. And so uh, we get this bit where he goes, and he comes driving by on the other side in this black, like, you know, really nice looking truck. Yeah. And of course, it's Melissa- very military, doesn't it? And Melissa's like, who's that? He goes, that's Jonas Miller. <laughs> he used to be in the same lab with us, but then he went and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it for the money, not the science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you know what, something else wants that? They don't have Dorothy. <laughs> And then it's funny you brought up about corporate sponsorship because the film wants us to think corporate sponsorship is a bad thing. As Bill drives <laughs> in his Dodge Ram truck, yes. which is featured heavily, heavily. throughout. Yeah. And I don't know if you notice, guys, there's a little bit of Pepsi product placement here. Is there? Just a little Wait, bit. What? I would never yeah. guess. Oh, my God. Just little, save the day. Is anybody else thirsty for Pepsi right now? <laughs> no, I don't like and it. Did anybody else notice that when they showed you the computers with the storms? The Doppler. That looked yeah. like... It was a Pepsi logo. Pepsi logo. They changed it to green and red rather than blue yeah. and red, but it was a Pepsi logo. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, it's not really subliminal if it's that obvious, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so um, he's got not Dorothy. He's right. He's got Dorothy. He's got dot three, <laughs> which just looks like a better version of Dorothy. Um, Bill goes to punch him in the face. I'm like, oh, he's going to punch him in the face. Nope, he just taps his cap off. Yeah, what if I'm like, oh, face. that's so lame. That was lame. It was very lame. He that wanted to lame. punch in the face. And this is kind of what my problem was with Bill most of the movie is that like, you think he's going to do like the appropriate response and yeah. then he like pulls back. He's like, he's like, oh, sugar. <laughs> like that was Bill, the whole film. Uh, and then he says, he goes, oh, Dorothy was our idea. And, he, and then Jonas goes, unrealized <laughs> unrealized uh and but he, as, as bill's leaving jonas goes by the way i really enjoy your weather reports <laughs> at which point bill's like i'm gonna punch you in the face i'm like well dude if you that's how being a weatherman works it's yeah. a public format so people get to see you doing it <laughs> be like someone said to me i really like your podcast i was like i'm gonna punch you <laughs> how dare you say that <laughs> Um, he's a corp. Oh, and then one of the guys goes, pay no attention to him. He's a corporate kiss butt. <laughs> like, you can't even say kiss ass. You have no. to go kiss butt. Do you think this is where they were going like PG? Oh, I think this was all dubbed because you didn't see him say it, but this no. is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Do you see Philip Seymour Hoffman going, ah, oh, corporate kiss no. butt, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's like, it's like, he's it's like out of cars, you know, and he's like yeah, doing the yeah, Cheech yeah. and Chong part or whatever it is. Um, I want to see the X-rated version. The X-rated version? No, you know what I mean. The, the R-rated, R-rated version? version. <laughs> I was going to say that at the start, and then I heard that Philip Seymour Hoffman gets his balls out, and I think I'd rather not. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the X-rated version. Uh, so yeah, I Jonas, don't want to see the X-rated version. I want to see the R-rated version. So Bill says, I'm in for one day. You've got me for one day. Thankfully, it's the day that all the tornadoes happen. 
Yeah, in a yeah. weird, <laughs> funny. It's a good job that he came to do this when there were tornadoes happening and not yeah. just on any imagine, other day. Imagine if it was just like, and you for know. For someone who sunny. knows their job very well, yep. how come he didn't know this? Know what? That there's going to be all these tornadoes. I think he probably did, but just was like, I don't need to chase them there. Because he was totally cool with letting them chase it the first one. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Jonas hits Joe up for information. And remember, uh, we, we get told that Jonas has no instincts. Bill has the instincts. Yeah. And Bill looks at the clouds outside. He picks up some dirt and <laughs> scatters it in a move that he won't do again at any other point in the movie. No. After this, he can just look at it and go, I know where it's going. But the first time, we have to see him like going all yeah. Jedi on it. <laughs> to be fair, this is me when it's about to rain when we're outside. I'm quite good at knowing when it's about to rain, like only about 30 seconds before. But I'm like, it's going to rain. And then it rains. Melissa. So Karen from Mean Girls. Here we go. Uh, with a little less uh, boob gropage self boob gropage is it, is it is it is it groping if it's yourself <laughs> grope sort of implies it's someone else doesn't it yeah i don't think so yeah what's the right word um handling <laughs> i don't know I checking don't know. Um, I don't i'm know. still <laughs> laughing at ellie's comment i don't think the boys heard oh it. no i did hear it i was just trying to <laughs> i don't want this to become the the, the the recurring joke for the entirety of the run of the podcast no no let's just end it there uh melissa susses out that joe is still in love with bill and she says it's hopeless in some desperate attempt to keep him in your life well i hope it works out for yeah yep uh there's a storm bill gets in the car with joe melissa has put some lemonade on top of her truck drives away and, oh, and, you, and, you, and you called that i called that yeah uh jonas follows bill on the way out remember that for later Jonas goes where Bill's going is where I want to go because he knows. Yeah. Uh, Dusty rocks out and is a massive burnout. Um, <laughs> Melissa answers her phone and counsels some guy that his wife didn't marry him for his penis. Well, maybe not only for his penis. And someone sings Oklahoma. Cue Ellie. I don't know what you want me to say about it. It made me happy. It would make you happy, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to sing. <laughs> made me mad. Ellie is, has never sung on the podcast. You need to sing on the podcast, Ellie. There we go. That was your cue. Once or twice, but I, mean, I don't tend to. No, no. Mm. she doesn't sing on the band very often. No. no. Um, there's another. <laughs> That's exactly what I say as well. Yeah. There's a, there's another storm brewing, and this one's inside the truck because <sighs> Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton are going to have some of the least convincing marital argument ever. Yeah, that seems. This was way. like we just need you guys to be angry at each other for what? We're not really going to have a real reason, but your your exes and they'll fight, and I'm not going to argue. Yeah. <laughs> Do we ever? F- do we ever find out why they broke up in the first place? I would imagine this is their relationship. They are combative, but yeah. they couldn't. They, yeah. I don't know what it was. They, 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 it just they, seems they like it was it never a thing. No. Yeah. No. Uh, Joe says Melissa is nice and Bill freaks out. It's kind of like being told I like your job. Yeah. She's nice. How dare you say that? <laughs> just doesn't like compliments. The fighting feels unearned. It's like someone tried to write a married couple, but it's not accurate. Yeah. No. Bill can't drive because he's like do you want to hear it he's like in the ditch, in the ditch. it's like you would feel you the, would know the, especially a truck that nice yeah. like the minute you hit anything else you'd be like oh i'm not in the right spot meanwhile everybody oh and then joe goes someone should warn her about your temper yet the cutaway to the guys behind them going oh man they're fighting again <laughs> i'm like if i'm behind them i'm going like, you're driving off the road like i don't feel safe being behind you yeah <laughs> surely <sighs> you'd be like beeping your horn and yeah. being like get back on the uh, Road, yeah. uh, as we found out they have cb radios someone could have gone yeah 
You're off the road, over. That's what I would do. But we don't discuss... They don't remember they have CB radios till halfway through the movie. I want a CB radio. But also, how come they can hear them if they're not holding down their radio the whole time? What are you talking about? The, like, the guys can hear them arguing. They have but they're not holding they? down the... Like there's, 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 like a, there's like a microphone. They're like wired in some yeah. capacity. Uh, okay, because that's not really ever explained either properly. It's explained a little... Because I struggled later in the film. Yeah. For a moment. Um, he forgets Melissa's name, which isn't good. No. Halfway through filming, I put this in here, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt were temporarily blinded by bright electronic lamps used to make the sky behind the two actors look dark and stormy. Paxton remembers these things literally sunburned our eyeballs. I got back to my room. I couldn't see. To solve this problem, a plexiglass filter was placed in front of the beams. The actors took eye drops and wore special glasses for a few days to recuperate. Wow. Yeah. They should have got the things that uh, we talked about when we did Pirates of the Caribbean, that Johnny Depp had special contact lenses that would let him stare into the sun and yeah, wouldn't yeah, cause yeah. him to blink. Wow. Or squint. Yeah. Uh, the sound of, of the tornadoes was the sound of a camel's moan slowed down. <laughs> That's good. You'd never guess that, would you? And a jet Love engine. That. That's brilliant. It's always something alive. It <laughs> yeah. always is. Yeah. A jet engine from a Boeing 707 was used to generate wind in some scenes. But let's go back I, to the storm. I, I can understand that. Let's go back to a storm. Yeah. Um, which their underling has to warn them about. Hey, guys, remember that storm? Oh, yeah, right, 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 that storm. They were totally the reason we're here. It. Exactly. Yeah. Jonas and his crew follows, and you can tell they're evil because they're in uniform black vehicles. Yep. Uh, there's some spooky choral music every time we're shown this first tornado. <laughs> it was like something from, like, Reve- uh, uh, Phantom Menace. It was like, <laughs> and then we cut away. And then we come back and go, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he goes, tighten your seat. Because she says, you forgot how to drive. You lost your nerve. At which point he goes, oh, yeah? Reverse psychology won't work on me. Tighten your seatbelt. Yeah. And physically tightens her seatbelt for her. Yeah. Like, put your hands back on the wheel, man. I've got my question, and I want to ask the, the, the group. Is this poorly acted? Yeah. Is this poorly written? Mm-hmm. Or is it both? Both. Both. I thought I thought this was horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. They go well, in... He's saying reverse psychology won't work on him, and then he says tighten his, tighten her seatbelt. That is... Yeah. Right, he doesn't say reverse psychology. That was me that was, sort of yeah, throwing yeah, that yeah, in yeah. there oh, as okay. a setup. Yeah. Yeah, that was me was going, like, it's so easy uh, to manipulate Bill Paxton's character. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and so he goes in, and then, of course, instantly, as soon as they're in, they're going, oh, we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> this is actually a bad idea, because they're stuck in this little, like, gully drainage ditch of some sort. Yeah. And... um heading towards a bridge yeah and so they crash into a bridge which was weird like you could hit the brake yeah and they're being chased by a tornado but you just hit the brake before anyway they wedge the, the jeep they get underneath this bridge they sort of like hold on to the bridge the she, tractor, she, what was the tractor doing on the bridge i don't know i don't know yeah. it's gave us something that could be picked up um, <laughs> and so it gets picked up and this is where joe's like i want to see it i want to see it and you're like you are nuts yeah you um, will die it strips like, the bridge it's not hard almost entirely bare and in a filming in a particularly unsanitary ditch for the first tornado chase scene hunt and paxton needed hepatitis shots wow. during the same sequence hunt repeatedly hit her head on a low wooden bridge so exhausted from the demanding shoot she stood up so quickly her head struck a beam Aww. she's getting beat up she is. and then as the as the tornado's gone she gets out of the bridge they get from underneath the bridge and they look around and helen hunt goes Where's my truck? And then we cut to Melissa, who's driving the nice Dodge Ram, and the Jeep gets dropped right in front of her. It was a very funny edit. It was nice. Um, 
And then uh, it gets dropped right from Melissa. Melissa is scared. We hear a little clip I think we had at the start there. Joe is upset because the Dorothy didn't work. And all Dusty can do is laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, he does. She's like, it didn't work. He's like, <laughs> like you're fired. Yeah. Like it was, it was, his he character like, was just like, I'm here for the intensity, man. He was off his head on drugs or something, wasn't he? Yeah, and I'm like, at, at some point, what is his role here? What is his job? Didn't Everybody else I can sort of figure out. Didn't they say that he was somebody who was just an enthusiast who just joined the team? Is it? At the beginning. He was just somebody who sort of tagged along, who was always oh, there. Maybe. That might make sense. Because all he ever does is play loud music. Yeah, and, and just sort of hang out. The, the yeah. Dust Demon or something he's yeah. called his video. I forget. Um, Dusty Burner or something? Oh. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so they look at the new truck, and Helen Hunt goes, what kind of coverage do you have on that? And he goes, liability only, which means... You can't use it to chase after a tornado. <laughs> I'm pretty sure any car insurance, if if you're in the I chase tornadoes sort of things, I'm pretty sure we're like, yeah, that's not really like what our insurance is really for, sir. And it's not for carrying Dorothy's either. No. <laughs> uh, and he goes, you are absolutely, listen to me, you're absolutely not getting that thing on my truck. So obviously- Next shot, it's on the truck. Yeah, cool. You saw it coming. Melissa's in the back seat, which is interesting that he would yield the front seat to Joe. And I don't get this bit because they reach for the CB radio and they do it twice, maybe three times, but they go touching hands Yep. and she's sitting in the back seat. Yep. Sexual chemistry is supposed to be, Yep. but she's sitting in the back and she's fine with it. And earlier she was like, I hope you're not trying to get back in your yeah. life. And now she's like, la da 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 da. She's away with the fairies. Where are we going guys? <laughs> you know, the, the truck that they're using now, yes. that's not built for tornado. No, that's just, like that's, that's just a people. nice truck. It's just a nice truck. So why does it have the radio in it as well? Or is that just a thing for trucks? I think a CB, it's not standard, but it's no. not surprising that it hasn't necessarily. Right. Because they just confused me because I was kind of going. Or what you could have done where? is you could have taken the CB radio out of the Jeep that crashed and put it into a truck. Yeah. That's probably Which, what happened. That, that, okay. It's just because we, we saw her go in the car, didn't we, to pick a bag up? Oh, so, yeah. Whatever. That's probably what happened then. I like how she kicked the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Joe doesn't like Bill not speeding down Oklahoma roads. She looks at it and kind of goes, like, it's the worst, like, oh, yeah, kind look. of acting. At which point he again go, is goes, reverse psychology won't work on me. Watch what? me floor it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they catch up to Jonas, but Bill can tell that the tornado is going to move. He was definitely a sidewinder and he hits the brakes. Like, people were following him. Yeah. Shouldn't they have all smashed into the back of him? <laughs> Because in that shot, and they back up, and there's no one behind them. No, they do. As soon as they turn, there's like a convoy. You normally find that when they're doing the convoy bit, and then they they head towards the tornado or whatever, they're always like, I don't know, 200, 300 yards in front. Yeah. You know, more. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think they do deep. explain it later in the film. No, later like, they go, stay the, back. Yeah. That's not what point, this was. No, 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 no. no, no <laughs> this was them hitting the brakes and going, I okay. think they were watching the rushes back and yeah. going, okay, we need to explain we this. We need to explain this a bit. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally, they go backwards. There's no, we get a shot of them from the other direction. There's no one behind them. No one. They make no. the turn. It's instantly four vehicles in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and so this is where you said, does, uh, does Russ Wheeler always play a scumbag? And we discovered, no, 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 that's... Uh, that's, that's Wesley. That's yeah. Robin Hood in uh, Prince of Thieves. Yep. Yep. That's the old guy who plays with Sophie in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've not seen that. Uh, he does the play with her. Yeah. 
cool. So uh, then we have a scene that both Liam and I came up with the term independently. Don't have a cow, man. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah. So she, uh, Melissa's on the phone with one of her therapy patients. I think it's the same couple who phones her the whole time. I think so. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta go, Julie. We got cows, and this is with the CGI cow, which is probably the most famous part of this movie was was was, was the cow. And then it comes back around. She goes another cow, and he goes, nope, nope. I think that's the, the same, same one. Yeah. Is this a, is this a Wizard of Oz thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this was one, another one of those scenes that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I know it's supposed to be funny, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, like, but it's mooing the it's whole mooing, way around, yeah. and I'm going, no! I'm going to ask you about this later, because we've got a specific okay. follow-up. Okay. Um, and so according to the book on the making of the movie, the CGI cow picked up by the Twister sisters was originally... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> They're not going to take it. <laughs> was originally a CGI zebra from Z- Jumanji. The original oh, one with uh, that, that, Rob Williams. Yeah, that'd be cool. And the Twisters just die out. Yeah, they do. They just stop. Yeah. A few of them just die out in this they film. Do, don't they? Yeah. And they like get out and celebrate and like jump on down and his hands are like all over her. Big time. They're like embracing. He's like holding her like his arm around her waist <laughs> and holding her tight. And they are she, like nose to nose. And then she gets out and is like, oh, honey. I'm, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. no. Because I'm like, are you that stupid? Is he the stupid? Is this supposed to be he's fallen back into his old patterns and forgets that he's not with her anymore? Is that what that's supposed to be? Um, I guess. I don't know. Ellie, what was your, so. what was your perspective at this point in the film? I thought it was weird that he picked her up like that. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, not necessarily that he did it, but the fact that he would do it, like knowing his fiance was right behind him. Yeah, like, the pickup just I, didn't make sense. I was even okay with the pickup, kind of, but then when he grabs her by the waist and like pulls her tight, I'm like, oh, the first one you can explain. <laughs> yeah, the second one's just a little bit like, uh-huh. like I want to touch you, and you'll probably let me. Yeah, <laughs> because you haven't signed the papers yet. <laughs> um, and so. He asks, oh, this is where he asks her, are you okay? And she goes, no, no. I'm not okay. None of this is okay. <laughs> and when you used to tell me that you chased tornadoes, deep down, I always thought it was a metaphor. metaphor. Great line. <laughs> That's brilliant. Great line. Best line in the film. I think it might be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. the guys are like, you know what we need to do here? We need to meet Aunt Meg. So we're going to ask for food. Because your job is you're chasing tornadoes. Like, wouldn't like bringing a packed lunch be part of the deal? Yeah. And they're like, no, we need home cooked several hours to feed everybody meals. Big, huge steak meals. And so we meet. This is good food, though. It is good food. food. And we meet Aunt Meg. Who? And this was another one of those things where we're absolutely not going to see Aunt Meg. Smash cut to Aunt Meg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's thrilled to see Billy. And she's the lady from uh, True Blood. I don't know. I was in True Blood. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. She played um, the, the grandmother. What do we think about Aunt Meg? Big century. I liked her. And I thought I recognized her, but I can't think where from. So, so the people who you should recognize, you have you know, a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's the, exactly And like the really works. minute people, you're like, I know you from somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the lead actors, no. no. <laughs> not a <clue. laughs> Um, that's not what women want (laughs) hey very good we have a scene called steak and eggs yep Jan de Bont is a vegetarian and stated he hated filming the scene at Aunt Meg's house where everybody's eating steak and eggs and that's big steak and like big like iron skillet sort of steaks Mm, and um, so good and then there's another cow reference isn't there at Meg's house everyone's (laughs) eating steak and eggs and I think it's Alan Ruck's character Rabbit who goes geez Meg you got a lot of beef and she goes did you see my cows out there and he goes no she goes ah (laughs) so Georgia random CGI cow 
flying by from recycled movie made you feel weird. Yeah, because it's still alive and being tortured. Okay. Well, it's not alive. It's, 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 it's a CGI. But, it's, it's but within alive. the movie, I know what you're saying. It's, it's alive. Okay, like, but we're like, supposed movie, to believe it's, it's alive. But, but, but Slaughtered Cow, you're okay with? Yeah. All right. All right. There I, we go. Because I am fully okay with the idea that we eat meat and that's a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah, no, um, no, no it's but, just because you brought yeah. up the cow issue. That's, all, and that's the only oh, yeah, reason no, I'm That's because that is it's supposed to be a living cow that is being tortured. It still made me effectively. feel like I, I got news for you. Those giant steaks were from cows that we even had a joke about how there were cows at the front who well, they aren't were there cows, anymore. Yeah, but they weren't, but they weren't being spun around in a tornado to kill them. Was that her cow? They would have just been killed humanely and then butchered. What, the cow they're eating? Yeah. Yes. No, was that her cow being spun No, around? no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it dodged right by our house once only to come back later it's an australian cow you throw on a comeback it's a boomerang twister um and so um and then they watch jonas on the news and jonas is like well you know uh, we hope one day that if we work hard enough you know maybe we'll be able to. he's basically ripping off like everybody else's stuff as usual yeah, yeah. and then billy looks at him and goes what a wiener <laughs> Stupid, stupid. The, the writing's bad it on this. rips you from anytime you get some immersion you get that and you go oh. i'd rather a few swear words in it yeah me too you know um you know you could have said like what a dick yeah and i don't think you get your, your r rating that way you know you don't have to drop f-bombs f-bombs no. will get your r rating you can find things that aren't like that yeah yeah yeah. because that just sticks <sighs> out like so what thumb, a bloody cabbage that's <laughs> a, that's like if there was a british remake of it <laughs> yeah what a bloody cabbage called, <laughs> called drizzle, <laughs> drizzle. <laughs> slight wind on the on hill yeah, a bit windy isn't it uh, and they're calling Billy the Extreme, and they go, why do you call Billy the Extreme? And this is where Philip Seymour Hoffman goes, because he's, he's the extreme. extreme. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's th- crap. thanks for that. Yeah, thanks. That's a great explanation. Thanks for and that. And then we yeah, do get some, some old war story about how he was naked and threw a bottle of Jack Daniels into a twister, which was kind of good. I believe he may have had a bad boy past. I don't know if I believe that he was this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit too much of a boy scout. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Probably because he's saying things like wiener. Yeah. And you know what they don't say about guys who say wiener? They don't call that guy the extreme. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then later on in this, they start to mention that she's more extreme. Joe, herself. And so, you know, Melissa seems completely like in shock that Billy has this, I don't know, Jack Daniels drinking, naked, walking, throw it into a tornado. That's a pretty cool story, actually. She's getting story. a crash course in his old life, though, in one day. Yeah, and she seems mm. shocked by all this. Yeah, yeah, she seems, like, horrified that, oh, my God. I don't think anybody. She's a changed. sex therapist. Yeah. Surely she's heard worse than this. Yeah. Well, she says she's a therapist. I think it's implied she's a sex, oh, therapist. She's a sex therapist. Like, even if you're a therapist, you've heard worse than this. Uh-huh. And Doesn't they say later on she's like a... a- like a baby, like trying for babies therapist, reproductive therapy, reproductive. Oh, therapist. is she? I think I think that's yeah. I think that's her being a sex therapist. Is what I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's part of the PG. I thought it was more to do with kind of issues of not being able to conceive. Well, rather than but the, but the well, phone call yeah. about she's not just she didn't marry for your penis. Well, not just your penis. I assumed it was a sexual thing, not just a yeah. reproductive thing. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. yeah. The script's um, in the place anyway, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she, she's not well written. Can we agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we go to Meg and Bill. Well, Meg and uh, Joe talking about Bill. So this part definitely. Actually, this film 
hard fails the Bechtel test. <laughs> hard. Um, and the two women get alone and talk about Bill. And she goes, Bill always went, this is Meg, Bill always went his own way. Usually the same way you were going. So that's not his own way then. No. That's Joe's way. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill was going alongside. He was uh, Russ Wheeler in this. <laughs> oh, this was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> which, which way to go? I'm a follow. <laughs> Um, and so there's a shot after because they get news that you know there's never tornado they go rushing out uh, there's a nice bit where melissa's trying to be really gracious and thank meg for hosting yeah. and she goes here you go you should run <laughs> if you're gonna get there what i also liked about this scene which i mentioned was um they're a bit like a tornado themselves you mentioned this yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, you know, as, as the, the team yeah you know they're all quiet and then also the boom they all go they're all swirling around all, and, yeah yeah and rushing off um and so there's a shot right after they leave where they're in their convoy and this like helicopter shot comes down like super fast it is a good shot now the reason why it can do super fast because this would be impossible to actually do that oh, okay. shot's not possible uh because what happened instead they had each car drive slower than usual and then sped the film up oh okay so the helicopter like descends in normal speed yeah. but because they're driving 25 miles an hour instead of 50 yeah you, if you speed it up it can look like they're going 50 and just have the helicopter it was do. a cool shot it was though. a good shot yeah i wonder which of the three people who were a cinematographer was in charge of that yeah, who knows who knows uh this is where bill wires joe and has to wire her as she's driving and this is just an intimate excuse for them to touch and they can do this because he's pawned off melissa on dusty yeah and to be fair dusty's pretty creepy he is like he's really creepy but only towards melissa yeah and i'm being like i thought those two would get together yeah (laughs) wouldn't that be the craziest output (laughs) i've i found someone new on the dusty road on the dusty road (laughs) um and so um and he also um paxton he actually um i don't know if his character does this or whether he does it he puts his lips on her shoulder oh does he really yeah when he's putting the th- he all i know is that it's very close it's very intimate he's yeah. touching her he's tucking it's hips and it's stomachs and it's you know it's very and he's very close in proximity to yeah, her yeah, yeah. and this wires her up and <laughs> i didn't mean anything by that and this is where we hear for the first time in the film shine on shine on which i think was an all right little tune it is an all right little tune i like i'll tell you what i liked the shine on shine on lovely little bit the verse bloody terrible yeah it was like we will exchange it was like a bad version of um you know and i would walk 500 miles where you trade off syllables <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was like angry like slashy like kind of guitars at the same time i wanted, oh, it's dreadful. I wanted um more like songs rock songs that we would no no do you know what i mean this song was a no no yeah i kind of well the chorus wasn't yeah i kind of felt this needed that something you to To help ground it a little bit more yeah yeah. um and so they're going through like a field and they're asking rabbit where does this come out there's the highway where is it and they literally almost t-bone there's another steak reference for you (laughs) t-bone russ wheeler russ wheeler yes (laughs) cole trickle and the rest of the metal yellow car no and they almost crash into him and then they're about to drive and then um they're going in the same area and then all of a sudden bill like you know he doesn't have any dust to throw but he can tell he goes turn right and so they turn right did you notice right they were side by side you know his convoy and their convoy and then their convoy was ahead yeah way way yeah do you know what i mean yeah it was just like and so they turn right 
And then like the the the, the nerdy driver who um, what's his name Jonas has with them is like they turned right, sir. Do you want to follow me? He goes no. And I'm like this whole character we've been told is he just copies Bill. Yeah, he doesn't have the instincts. And now all of a sudden he's going. Now I no longer want to steal from him any. It was it was inconsistent. It didn't set up the logic the I film think had established. I tried to cover it when he said that they've told us on the radar that that's going that direction. Yeah, but yeah, I know what yeah. you're saying. It's stupid. Um, there's another tornado coming, and the good guys are driving right into it, and this is where we get the hail. And Bill gets in the back of the truck, and it's hailing all around him. And uh, I, this is the problem we talked about, which goes: How do you make the, each incident seem different? Yeah. And so this one was: This will be the hail one. And so John DeBond said he regretted thinking of the hail sequence because it took so long to do and was very difficult. Also, because if you can believe this, they couldn't find ice blocks big enough in Oklahoma for making the hail and the hail making machine. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up having That's to funny. find them in some other states. Then they were obtained from the Burlington Ice Company in Burlington, Iowa. The ice blocks were made special by pouring milk in with the water so the hail would look better on film. Oh, okay. That's what, how they did rain in black and white films. Yep. Yeah. I'll say this much. The hail looked good. It did look it good. It did look good. Hail the hail. And then <laughs> it made s- me laugh because it's like the day before I watched this, the hail that hailed at work. That's and it right. was just it as the just as the kids like literally it was only hailed for the five minutes that the kids were in like changeover. And you could just watch them all running from mm-hmm. lesson to lesson. It was so funny. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they see the twister and one of them goes, That's no moon. <laughs> That's a space station, which we did Star Wars last week, so mm-hmm. why not have a, a quote this week? Uh-huh. And uh, Dusty wants Melissa to look at the storm through a telephoto lens. And she goes, you people are crazy. You know that? <laughs> and she's the craziest one of all. Referring to Joe, I'm assuming, and Joe, not, yeah, and not yeah. ultra nerd. I'm with the brolly that's broken. Yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of sparks. It's like a beach like parasol, isn't it's it? It's really great. Yeah. There's lots of sparks. I mean, the tornado just disappears before it hits them. Uh, these are the sisters, the, 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 the twin ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it drops again, and Joe and Bill want to go back into it, but he refuses. Joe's like, I want to go back into it. He's like, no. He said, she goes, you've never seen it. Miss this house. Miss that house. And then come after you. Like, Is that? what you think it did and just killing yourself won't bring your dad back yeah i have a hard time believing they were married for years and this has never come up until this moment it seems odd um bill tells joe to take a look at what's right in front of you and she goes what do you mean he goes what do you think and meanwhile melissa's having to hear this whole thing because as we said joe's been wired up yep but the sound clarity is fantastic oh phenomenal if i think about the money that i put out into making these microphones sound good <laughs> yeah. i just needed one of whatever they got there because you could hear both of them crystal clear not just her both of them you could yeah um and so and you feel i mean we, we feel we feel for melissa here oh, don't we because yeah. melissa's done nothing wrong and no. i think there's it's well established i felt sorry for melissa when i was supposed to yeah yeah same. she's done nothing and, wrong and, and she's not a character that's kind of registered with me she's not I mean did, no no but i did i did feel she for might be the best established character in this whole thing oh, i did i did say she wasn't well written that's the hard part yeah it's, yeah. it's a weird one yeah uh then we were all alone at the drive-in movie uh they're watching the shining yeah. Uh, which was a Warner Brothers release. And on the marquee, it says also showing Psycho, which was a universal release. So you get both of them got to have a little uh, moment there. Why did they go for those, though? I wonder. Um, Do you know what I mean? That's not like that was random. Because the time. they get to write a night of horrors on the yeah. billboard. And that's funny because they're about to go through a night of horrors. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, hey. Well done, you. 
should be on a podcast. You should. Um, I don't understand why these events are still on. Surely there must be like storm warnings, even if it's not so I'll bad t- as a twister. This film presents tornadoes like it's Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's just Thursday. Go to the drive-in. We're all taking chances with our lives anyway. <laughs> it's a fair statement. Like, and at no point is there like any like updates or like banners no. or anything there going. Maybe like a drive-in might not be the place to go if it's like tornado season. Because not that we like get, they say like, that you get. They say, yeah, you say you get three minute warning, but yep. surely you know that you're in a bad storm anyway before. Yeah, yeah well, sure. so like, why you might not know there's going to be a twister, but you know there's going to be like a thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah like, or, I'm not, not going to go know, if it's going to rain, gonna I'm not going to the rain. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 so like here in King's Inn, we get a lot of floods, you know. Sure. Um, we do, we're, yeah. We're, we're warned about the floods like days before, you know, weather warnings and stuff like that. Yeah. So they haven't had these. Yeah, the equivalent is like our flood siren yeah. going off, but like. You would, at least, would have known. you would at least know there's going to be inclement weather. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Inclement weather. Oh, nice I think like that, that should be the alternative name for the Inclement film. weather. Inclement weather. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. So that's then very we've British got. Of you. This is thank you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, also in the background, there's about a million Pepsi machines. Oh, loads. And then Joe finally signs the divorce papers while drinking eight coffees so she can stay up all night. Just after he's told her he's still into her. Yeah, that's a weird timing. Isn't it? He said, "Take a look what's right in front of you." Maybe he was holding the divorce papers. No, he says me. <laughs> I'm sure he says me. Me name, yeah. you name. <laughs> me name, you name. No, I'm trying to explain. Yeah, because yeah. you're right. There's this romantic moment. Odd. And now she's signing the divorce paper. Surely she'd be like, this is great. Yeah. I've wanted this and now it's back. Oh, yeah, it's like, I'd, I only wanted it whilst I couldn't have it. I wonder it, if it's that. I wonder if it's like, yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's like, I never realized how good looking Dusty and Rabbit are. <laughs> Um, and then there's static, and the characters are alarmed when the TV screens go blank at the drive-in, showing only static. This is because before digital TV, when it was analog, tornadoes generated the signal that overrode and would blank channel two on analog TV sets. Oh, okay. Digital I TVs don't that, react this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured yeah. that was something like that. Yeah, it was. In the very least, you went. There's, it's been be- inclement enough weather to result in a loss of feed. So that would at least go. Maybe I should go again. A bit at like, that point. Um, yeah, don't you go. I know this. I should probably get out of here. Yep. It's a bit like um, we have like thunderstorms. You yep. know, the, you, the TV does tend to certainly to, to cut out. Um, and then Joe, of course she does. She refuses to run. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is getting out. And she's just sort of like staring it down. Everyone else gets the safety. And again, this is where we get our Joe name. I tried to look up how many times Joe's name is said in this film. It's a she lot. She should be called the extreme. <laughs> extreme. <laughs> Joe saves Daniel Faraday, who's like hanging out in it. Because the movie forgot he existed for large portions of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. And there's a lot of stormy weather, but everyone's okay. Uh, we didn't mention this. When they're at the um, Aunt Meg's having the food, and we start hearing about the scale in which they uh, oh, yes. measure um, tornadoes. Yep. The Fujita scale, is that right? I think so. Um, and they're talking about, you know, what was that one? What was that one? Well, that was an F2, probably. And yeah. We might get an F3, F4, F4 would be good. And she goes, has anybody been an F5? Everybody just Everyone stops. Like, like, like he just said Beetlejuice for the third time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, or Candyman. Surely if, you're, if your job is tornadoes, the thought of an F5 has crossed your mind. Yeah. And it wouldn't cause you to... Has anybody ever seen F5? She goes, only one of us. And of course, that's Joe's. When she was now, a kid. Yeah. We will say the, the, the Fujita scale, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, was invented okay. three years after Joe's childhood trauma. Oh, okay. so when they say it's the worst tornado in 30 something years it would have to be meant by that must have been an f5 because of a damage it did but at the time there was no fajita scale when oh, that was going off okay. just as a little 
tidbit. Tidbit. So we find out this is like an F, it's like F1 at the movie theater. Uh-huh. That's all it is. Um, and everyone's running and screaming. They are. Uh, Aunt May, well, I, I'm going, oh, it's just an F1, everybody. Don't worry about it. Probably yeah, won't that, even that lift your car Yeah, that flying bit of debris won't, won't smash your head in. Well, Don't it, worry, it, it had fine. to be normal because all the vehicles had to be okay to drive to yeah. Wajita in a minute. <laughs> Which is funny because when it goes by them, it's like, oh, it's an F1. When it goes to Akita, it's like, pick everything up. Um, we do cut quickly to Wakita at Meg's place starts to make a lot of noise and everybody figures out where it's gone. They're going to go to Wakita. And so Mal- she's got her own hurricane warning system, isn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All of them ding, ding, dings. Melissa breaks up with Billy and goes, I can't compete with this. And she goes, I'm not even that upset. No. Shouldn't that say something? And the answer's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably should. She timed that really well, didn't she? I think so. Like the middle of a major disaster. Yep. Just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I can't compete. Can't wait till tomorrow. No. I, I think she probably. I wish the film had gotten to more of an idea that she has seen a different side of him. It couldn't decide if it wanted to be. This is what Bill really wants. If this is the love triangle. If this is that she's just too uptight. It couldn't decide which of the stories it wanted to tell here. And she she didn't notice anything. All of them at the so same easy. time. She did what? She didn't notice all the little bits leading up to it. No. Until the speech. No. And then she gave in too easy. So, but I was like, good on you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so they go to Wakita, and this is the real town of Wakita, Oklahoma, and it had part of its old downtown area demolished by the film crew wow. for this. Um, the studio then paid for the downtown to be rebuilt. That's probably, right. probably part of that ninety million budget we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The town also kept the new fire truck used in the film. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, Joe. I think I swear Joe hallucinates her own family amongst the wreckage yeah because it's a dad it, look at the mom the mom had a very distinct look about her it seemed weird and the little girl yeah it was and, a bit and, weird and they were still I, I could have done if you're gonna do this i could have done with seeing her dad even the whole family hallucinated in different locations throughout it yeah so that she always saw him and that's sort of part of why she's so obsessed with it i could have yeah. done with a bit more of that yeah, yeah. um it definitely wasn't the same um actors as the star oh no wait you, no because I, I thought it was are you sure about that Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I didn't. I didn't think they were the same. But I felt. I thought it symbolised them. Well, yeah. Father, mother, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you sure you're thinking of the right one? Well, they stood out the, quite. The, the, there, there's, there's another family who comes out from a from from a cellar at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. oh no, they're different. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm convinced this is the this is the same characters. This is the same actors who played. When they're I just driving through, the girl looked very. When they're driving through Akita, he's got the same hat. Oh, I okay. swear it's the same. They might be, but I, I didn't, I didn't see it that way. I saw it as a symbolization. See, I don't think Abel sees them. I think only Joe sees them. Oh, okay. So I don't think they're really there. I I'd think she's hallucinating. Go back and watch it and see. Because yeah. I, I, I thought it was a symbolization. I felt the mum had a very distinct look. Yeah. Okay. That's fair and enough. so I was looking at the mum going, "It's the same." Yeah. yeah that was yeah. me. Yeah. Um. And so. I don't know if someone can look it up and see if she actually does hallucinate the family or not. It'd be nice to see a bit more of that if that is the case. Yeah, that's though, what I would want. If yeah. this is going to be a thing, then have them show up more than once so we can know rather yeah. than go into yeah. a yeah. I don't know if we saw them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, if that's a thing, I should probably know about it. Like, I should feel confident going, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, they go inside Meg's house. Uh, the dog leads them to Meg. Uh, like the house has collapsed on her she's got a little spot of ketchup on her <laughs> neckline of her nightgown and that's it uh they get meg out uh there's a great request by dusty for some steak and eggs 
Yeah. And she goes, get my car. And this is where Rabbit goes, honey, your car's in a tree around the corner. corner. That's great. Uh, in the ambulance, Meg and Joe have a heart to heart, and Joe realizes how to make Dorothy fly. It's all those spinny things outside Meg's house. Yeah, they want the cans, don't if they? It, can, it needs to catch the wind. <laughs> catch the wind. There you go. That's what it's called, right? It was called Catch the Wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well done. Uh, they have a plan that requires aluminum cans, which just so happens that Pepsi's Pepsi. going, we got lots of stuff you can use for this. But, yeah. like, the whole neighborhood only drinks Pepsi. Yeah. Like, the only cans that were available were Pepsi cans. That's some Diet Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Don't uh, forget them. Dorothy three is uh, they put three and four into a truck and off they head because like we, Dusty's like I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't say anything, Joe, but there's like a big a big twister. We should go. And Meg's like, go go. It's okay. I've I've served my 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 purpose here as a plot device. Yeah, yeah. Off you go. <laughs> I've served my screen time. Um, and so they, they go after it with both Dorothy 3 and Dorothy 4. It's how you could tell the movie was coming to an end soon. You knew, didn't Because every other time it's one at a time, let's take both. I thought it was overkill having both. The minute you had four of them, you knew it wasn't going to work until no, the fourth one happened. I know, exactly. Um, it Dor- dragged it. Dorothy 3, um, despite the changes, and it was a good psych out because I thought it was going to work because they made all these differences. Yeah. And it was going to work, at which point I went, oh, probably isn't now. Now yeah. you said that. And it won't take it because it's too light. The machine, the, the, the holder just gets pushed off to the side and then it got knocked over by a tree, which then like gets the truck all jammed up. Dodge Ram trucks can work through anything. 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 Uh, a tree then, um, and they're stuck on this log. They're trying to get away from it. And the tree that they're trying to get away from just, oh, it's not the tree. It's an oil tanker then that comes out. Oil tanker, and yeah. they see it. They're like, what's that? And I'm looking for it. <laughs> I'm telling this guy has to be like some sort of magic sort of eyes because it eventually comes out. It nudges the back of the truck ever so slightly so it gets over the tree. Yeah. And then it gets sucked. Stupid. Then it gets sucked up again and lands somewhere and explodes. The explosion (laughs) of the oil tanker was originally mistimed and was not caught on film. It's a real oil tanker they exploded. Wow. Wow. DeBont didn't tell the studio immediately and they reset it and filmed it again. So I guess they have never oil tanker it cost a half a million dollars i was gonna say that's where their budget's yeah, going yeah i wonder if that explains the joke did you see that explosion <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we saw it <laughs> i hope that's an extra line so they put do I, so do I. that's funny they're gonna go back one more time and so is jonas because he had to, you know, act three of the movie okay i'm getting ready yeah yeah well, he just I paid didn't... for a bit Go ahead. I didn't understand why the petrol tanker was being sucked up by the twister and the little truck wasn't. Plot. Yeah. It was really stupid. Because they had the power of love that weighed it down. Movie's got oh, a movie. okay. That heavy, heavy feeling. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's a Dodge. And it's a Dodge Ram. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, Jonas has the better positioning. And it turns out they're like, dang it. And so then Helen Hunt's character goes, because she's about the science and warning people, I'll tell you what, Jonas... You go ahead. You know, you know, you know, anchor it down. He goes, why would we listen to you? And then Bill realizes it's shifting. And he says, um, Bill tries to warn Jonas and the, Jonas's driver said, maybe we should listen to them. And Russ Wheeler goes, if I wanted your opinion, I'd give it to you. I always remember that line. It's a good, yeah, line. Yeah, that's a good line. That is, that's probably the second best line after the metaphor line. That is a good one. And so it does shift. It picks them up and they get picked up and then land and explode perishes yeah. well before that the driver gets like a piece of like steel girder like through the chest oh. 
but then i guess russ wheeler sit there and watch himself just free fall to his death with like the buddy dead beside him um and the whole team's like videoing it <laughs> a bit dark and like they get over his death in about four seconds eh, three and a half they go oh no and helen goes oh and he goes What's well, okay? We tried. We did try. And on now. <laughs> yeah, he was an ass. Right. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, like, this is where it gets stupid. A house. This fa- is where it gets stupid. A house blows into the road. And I'm going to try and emulate Bill Paxton's delivery of his line go as on, best go I can. Because this is crap. I think we're going in. <laughs> <laughs> See, Our house rated. is actually made of wood yes. and planks like this. Uh American houses are made of wood. Why would you do? Why would you have you, a house like this in tornado country? Surely it would be set in a basement where it would be cemented in, though. So I believe, like the top, the top of it would be wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you wouldn't have the whole house come through because no, the bottom part would still be yeah, in, yeah, in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit stupid. That was stupid. And to drive and through, even it. even the shots of inside the house looked driving up the stairs, fake and what? model. I don't know what it was. Stupid. It was stupid. Um, and so then Joe sets up Dorothy four much quicker at it than Bill is. Yeah, she is. she got she got it done in like two seconds. Bill was fighting in that hail for about five. Yeah, she's very proficient. Um, and then they're driving through some corn, and they're going to bail. They're going to do cruise <laughs> control, and they're going to bail on the truck. Yeah. And Helen Hunt, as they drive through, she opens the door. And as they do one, the door pushes back and hits her in the head. And she gets a concussion. Is that real? That's something that really happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So it really happened. And some sources claim she received a concussion. In the incident, DeBond says, I love Helen to death. But, you know, she can be a little clumsy sometimes. She responded, clumsy. The guy burned my retinas. But I'm clumsy. Wow. I thought it was a good sport. I don't know, ultimately, if John shocks me up as one or not, but one would hope so. (laughs) Shots fired. Just a bit. They put it on cruise control. The truck lands. Thankfully, I mean, their truck's on. My my car, like, veers to... If you let go of the wheel for a moment, it's veering to the left. (laughs) Mine veers to the left. This thing, despite going through all the damage, the suspension is still perfect. Perfect. And the alignment is... Dodge Ram, everybody. They've got the tracking done at the garage, and it's tip-top. They did. Tip-top. That's what happens when you get a Dodge. And it goes straight. They're like, go! Go! Like, this thing's supposed to be a mile wide. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter if it veered to the left or the right. It was getting sucked up. But it does, and then all the little Pepsi cans go all flying, and yeah. we get readings. This would be the time to do your Pepsi logo. The big, the big like, triumphant moment, but yeah. it wasn't It wasn't a Pepsi logo. It reminded me of, like, fireflies in the sky. Yeah. I like that. And then we're like, wait, great. Is the, and just like speed, this should be the end of the movie. Yeah. And you know what they do? We need one more yes. scare. Yeah. And so we do this fake thing where the twister turns around and comes back at them. And now everybody's got Bill's power. The geeky girl's like, it's it's turning Northwest. Yeah. And so like, I thought Bill was the the, the tornado whisperer. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> can do whisper, it. Yeah. Jeez. And so they go running and a great fake outs when they go to the barn. And it's like, I don't know if it's a Mennonite farm or what it is, but there's like, it's like a horror movie set with all these like, like chains. Sides and, for the oh, it's it's brutal. You don't want to be there. You don't want to, and he goes, and he just goes, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <sighs> and then they're almost killed by a thresher, which is coming from behind them, but they can somehow sense they used the force and they, went, they did. and they duck, and the CGI thresher goes by them. Yeah. And then they end up in, I guess, a utility building? I guess. And they just have Bill Paxton go, these pipes go down 30 feet at least. If we strap ourselves in, it's like, this is just like late. This is bad exposition. How would he know? How that? does he know that? Exactly. Why would know. He also, know that? really handy, those like leather loops of yeah, like, the, like, just happen to be there. Happen to be there and a 
stitched well enough that they didn't come undone until the very end. I think these things. I think these people will be ripped in two. They, of course. Oh yeah. god, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a cool visual as they're in the middle and they look up at the twister and you see the blue sky yeah, above that was, it. That, was, that cool. was a cool visual. Being in the eye of the storm. And then as soon as that's over and it's finished, we just hear, shine on, shine. Because, you know, it's back in the days of the 90s, you just have a CD. It's not random. So you've come back around to the same song again on your CD. They come on up. And, of course, Dusty's like, whoa, do you guys see that sky? And she's like, oh, I think I've seen enough of that. And she kisses. And they keep trying to kiss all movie long. They keep getting interrupted. So this was the first kiss they had. And they kiss. And Dusty is like, it's like his parents are getting back together. He is so <laughs> he thrilled. He's a bit of a kid, though, isn't he? He is. And uh, we get told, hey, it didn't take the house. And, in fact, it was originally supposed to. But the Hardin County, Iowa Historical Society and many citizens objected to the house being blown up, so it was spared. It's now a tourist attraction, as the rubble from the barn and fences is still there exactly the same way as it was in the movie. Oh, that's cool. I want to go see that. <laughs> well, it might be a better one to go to. I'll tell you in a second. Oh, okay. And then I'll tell you what, they waste no time getting out of that movie. No. They kiss. He goes, <laughs> and it's like a film by Yonder Bond. Yeah. <laughs> There's two horses in a field that are just oh, the horses okay. are okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, and this is where the family comes up from the storm cellar, which clearly mm-hmm. represents, um, you know, that the system can work and people can survive this. Yeah, it was yeah. Do you know why they survived? Because they had a goddamn metal door yeah. and not one made of wood. It's a bit slats. more secure. Yeah. The dad looks the same. The mum looks the same, but there's a brother who's yeah. got like a baseball shirt on. I'm hoping the dog survived. We don't know. I hope that better. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So uh, not counting the prologue at Joe's childhood, the whole movie happens in about a 24-hour span. Mm. And these people really haven't slept. No, they haven't. So there is a closing track, which uh, Netflix kicks us out before we could hear the whole thing. Yeah. It's called Respect the Wind, <laughs> performed by Eddie and Alex Van Halen, oh. who I believe also do Shine On, Shine On. So That's there we go. cool. Um, and that is really it. So that was... Twister. Twister, yeah. Uh, I can have a feeling as to who kind of felt what about it. Um, it's very 90s. It's not a well... It's, it's an event film. It's what it is. It's a disaster movie. It's an event film. It's not going to have a good script. No. And it doesn't have a good script. No, but you could... Uh, I weren't expecting much from this. Yep. Um, so maybe because I weren't expecting much, I then was like pleasantly surprised by bits. Yeah. And I felt like it was, you were in a whirlwind of a film, you know, you, I, I felt that it kept going around and around and around. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. But it generated excitement in places it's supposed to. And I had, where it didn't, I think I had fun watching this movie. I had fun watching. I it. think so. It was, yeah, they, I, they had the calm before the storm and all that, yeah. you know, so I did not hate it as much as I thought I was no, going to. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, between this and Howl's Moving Castle, I've seen two very good, like, like egg cooking scenes. <laughs> that is true. Like meals. Yeah, that I, good eggs. Both of those are, pl- are meals that I wanted to be a part of. I wanted that gravy and that mashed potato. Oh. Forget the eggs. I want the steak, the mash, and the gravy. That's yeah. what I want. Apparently, it's, it's its own like food group. It's a whole group. different food group. <laughs> food group. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. just wanted the steak. Steak. I love mashed potato. A good mashed potato and gravy is yeah. is... Oh. There's a special place for that. You know what I mean? That's comfort food. There is, yeah. Which I guess is part of it, right? We don't know what happens to her parents. That's no, sort of yada yada over. But she has a good relationship with her, with her Aunt Meg. And if she can cook like that, that's why I'd go there too. Yep. I can see why they're all like, take us to Aunt Meg's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just happens to always have food for 20. <laughs> yeah. I guess. That's probably why they put the I don't, but Meg does. Yeah. Meg lives by herself, but is ready for 20 full-grown adults to drop in at any time. Because that's her role in the film. Well, she had a character. It sounds like they do it quite a lot. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess really it's time to hit that button. It is. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the money, money, money. It's all about the money, money, money. Uh, we know the budget was 90 million? about 90 million. Yeah. Okay. So what do we think it made globally? Globally. Globally. Liam, we can start with you. I don't think that's going to be that much. Okay. I'm going to say 220. 220. Okay. Yeah. So two and a bit, probably enough to call it profitable. Yeah, but not like what they'd expect. I'm very glad we didn't get a twist or two. Yeah. I don't know what you'd do with that. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia. I was going to go 260. 260. And then Ellie. 200. Okay. You're all hella low. Really? Oh, did it do well? It made 241 million in North America alone. Wow. For oh. a global total just shy of $500 million. Wow. wow. 494.5. It was the second highest grossing film of 1996 after. Go on. I'm going to give you a line. See if you got it. Welcome to Earth. Armageddon. No, wrong oh. film. Right idea. Spaceships. Uh, I'm trying to think of this. I gave it a computer virus. Oh, must go faster! Must go faster! Today we declare our Independence Day. Independence Day. Damn it! Yeah. So, I mean, Independence Day is a better film. Oh yeah, a lot better. Yeah, and a similar idea, like yeah. big, big, disastery kind yeah, of yeah. epic things. But yeah, um, it was at the time the tenth highest grossing film in history. Really? At the time. So you can sort of see how the economics of film have changed since then. Yeah. Uh, at the time, it was also, I want to say, it was Warner Brothers' most successful film release ever. Which oh, is nuts. I would never get it. They would later get a hold of the Harry Potter franchise. I was going to say it, and they got Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, twist to what? <laughs> what would you think it ranks now? If it was 10th at the time, what do you think it ranks now? 35th. 35th? All right. Georgia? 25 oh, years. Right. How many films have they done since? Are we what? talking just Warner Brothers? No, I'm talking films? globally, worldwide. Oh, oh God, oh. I don't think it even ranked. It was 10th. I'm saying 100 then. 100? Okay. Yeah, that's not in the, that's not in the Anybody want to throw one out? It's not a huge deal, but... Yeah, I, I don't think it ranks. No. 76. Oh, oh. that's not so bad. It's still yeah. half a billion dollars. Yeah, it's, 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 it's done well. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Not, oh, it's just made half a billion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, in a public Q&A at a screening of the film, Bill Paxton said he didn't meet executive producer Steven Spielberg until a year and a half after finishing the movie. He said Spielberg's wow. greeting to him was, thanks for making me a lot of money. Yeah. Because <laughs> as a producer, you get, that's yeah. where you get, yeah. you get yeah. the points. Yeah. Like you make huge money off that. That's how I noticed on TV shows, a lot of the actors who star in them are producers, aren't they? Uh, yes. Uh, a little bit different with TV than as with movies. Though. Oh, is it? You can get, it's an excuse to give them more money is what that means for that. Oh, Just okay. like it's a salary though. Yeah. But if you're a producer on a film in your contract, you will have, but you get X percent of profits. Oh, okay. And so if the movie blows up huge, like we found out what happens for, uh, um, Steven Spielberg and Jurassic Park or James Cameron and Titanic, yeah. like you make huge money. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, that's why like, Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise as well are producing their own films a lot of the time now. Yeah, I can understand. And Tom Cruise has been producing his films since all the way back in, like, Days of Thunder time. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's, he's always had, had his head in the game. Um, now let's talk a little bit about... I don't look up any awards, because you know what? Twister didn't win. The, I it, can't it, imagine. It, it, it might have won something for, like, visual effects, but Maybe. I don't... Yeah. I didn't think to look at it, because it's just not uh, anything went on. Uh, let's talk about some legacy. According to Urban Legend, a tornado hit a drive-in theater in Stony Creek, Ontario, Canada, while this movie was playing. 
In reality, a tornado hit a drive-in theater in Thorold, Ontario, on May 20th, 1996, damaging a screen. The movie was not playing, but it was scheduled to play that evening. Wow. So you can't go see Twister because a Twister <laughs> ruined the screen. Because it took the That's screen out. Cool, right? So when I say, like, these um, things yeah. are possible, yeah, and like, they, yeah, like, they yeah. really are. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the first movie ever released on DVD. Was it? Yeah. Hey, that's, that's a cool. nice little accolade, isn't it? It was also, because I guess it would take advantage of the sound yeah, and the visuals, yeah. wouldn't it? We yeah. think Matrix, because it was the highest selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was, it was also the last movie released on HD DVD. Oh, so the okay. thing that Blu-ray yeah. would lose to, it was the last thing released on it. Wow. Just an interesting little thing. I saw one of them not so long back on HD. After Bill Paxton died, because he does die. Yeah. Right? A spotter network choreographed 200 storm chasers to spell out BP with their GPS tracker blips on a radar to honor him. This kind of tribute had only been done five times before, and it was the first time it had been done for someone who wasn't a storm chaser. Aww. That's a nice one. That is really nice. And then finally, well, two last ones. Uh, second last, in the town of Wakita, the building the actors used to get ready for filming was turned into a museum for the movie where they have Dorothy on display, <laughs> as well as many other items from the movie. And then finally, I will just bring up the term F5 was shortly after the release of this film assigned to a wrestler called Brock Lesnar to use for his finishing move because people didn't, because his move looks like a tornado oh, and they gave him the term cool. F5. So I think people now, if you're a wrestling fan, you're so familiar with that. You don't even think about the genesis of that, but it is this movie. Yeah. So there we go. So let's ask you some questions. Whose story is this? Uh, the tornado? <laughs> Timmy was a sad tornado. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Bills. bills. Yeah. It's got to be Bills, right? Yeah. He's bringing his girl to, to, to he's going to get the paper signed. And at the end of the day, he kind of goes back on what he did. Yeah. Yeah. You could argue it's Joe's because yeah. we start with, with her, her obsession and her tragedy. Yeah. It's just not fleshed out enough. No. I think that would be a more interesting film. Like, take out one of the one of the twisters and replace that time with actually exploring her obsession the problem is that we don't spend enough time with her yeah usually yeah. if bill's not around we spend time with bill what he's doing we spend very little time with her and what she's doing yeah we got a couple scenes with her and meg which all they do is talk about bill well the second one they don't they talk about you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, yeah. fixing things but the first one's all about bill so really i think the movie wants it to be her story but i think it's, I think it's bill's story i think it's bill yeah, yeah. So there is that. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I mean, what is the story here? Uh, Prodigal Son. Re- in one. Prodigal Son returns. Yeah. Storm bad. Never give up. Mm. Never surrender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Unless yeah, you're I, fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, roll a woman in the stream. Roll. A, he's the extreme <laughs> one. Why? Because I said. <laughs> roll a woman. Shit. Well, mostly. Jo- jo she's in charge. She is. Yeah, Unque- she is unquestioned. Really. Yeah, I think she's. Yeah. I like Melissa. in charge, I like, but like. I like Melissa as a character. I didn't like her until later when I started feeling sorry for her because <laughs> she was just there. She was just a bit beige. Georgia, what do you think? I mean, it's just. Like, it starts off all well and good because she's in charge and she's unquestioned and all this. But what does she actually care about at the end of the day? Getting back with a man. Yeah, but, uh, you, it's a bit like, you can be well, a good female character and still have romantic interests in your current husband. It overtakes 
it overtakes the the storm stuff. Oh, really? She's like, I don't... Oh, I don't want to look at the sky anymore. I've seen enough. I'm going to kiss him. They've accomplished what they set out. Georgia, you're, you're literally complaining about the last 65 seconds of the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that. Maybe after she hasn't slept after sleeping for, for going after four tornadoes, facing her childhood trauma, she then goes, "Yeah, I'm going to make out with my husband a bit." Yeah. I'm okay with. Well, maybe oh, maybe okay. it's not as maybe it's not as bad as I feel like it yeah, is. And I, I just and I quite yeah. like the aunt as well. Uh, Ellie, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think you've got some quite prominent female characters. It's good in that regard. I don't know. I think there is just a little bit of a. Mm, it's just yeah. It I, just gives you a bit of a uh, feeling. I do. I didn't like the way that Dusty that. acted around Melissa. No, I, didn't I don't either. like that. No. I also like the way she was constantly discarded and thrown off to the side. Yeah, here, because Dusty will look after you, or go with Dusty. Or and she didn't fight back with it or anything. <sighs> it might be around the the idea of it not passing the Bechdel test. It. Yeah, it, I think that's why. It I mean, not me. that I. That's not something I was really thinking about during the film. No. But yeah. The, now you mention it, it's like yeah, really. Really, really doesn't. The only time I thought bit. about the Bechdel test was when uh, Meg and uh, Joe were having the conversation in Meg's house. Because yeah. you would have thought after not seeing each other, there might have been a different comment, but it was all about mm. Bill. Yeah, and I was like, does. all right. Was he supposed to pine? He didn't hit the deal. He was supposed to pine after you forever. I'm like, all right. Sucks. Yeah. Um, it does It does pass the Bechdel test. I mean, it, technically, in that it passes it when the two of them have their conversation in the ambulance. But doesn't doesn't it have to be for a certain amount of time? No, it says have a conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think okay. it's, it's 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 it might pass. It's not like taking home like best in class or anything <laughs> it's not like that. Passing with flying colors. No. Is no. It? Um, so uh, flying cows, but not flying colors. <laughs> people's favorite character. Um, I lo- I Joe. Joe? Yeah, right. I, I, I liked her. You're I, mean, like I, I liked him, but he was... To start with, I thought he was going to be a stronger character, but he just seemed weak as the time went on. Okay. Where, with her, I, I liked her throughout. Uh, George? I liked Aunt Meg. She's good. And also, also uh, the steak. I don't care for him. <laughs> steak looked great, though. Uh, the dead lion cow. Yeah. I just really want to go to a proper butcher and get a proper cut of meat now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Georgia, not Georgia, Ellie. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Joe as well, um, but and you know, not really strongly or anything. I'm I I didn't I didn't care for Joe's constant. I'm just going to stare at storms the whole time. Like she mm. seemed like she was nuts. Yeah, that's she's what I, nuts. That's what I liked about her. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm going to go with Melissa. I, I really from, like Melissa. I, need to go Melissa. I almost went Paxton, but his delivery of some lines were just unforgettable. Yeah, he started off strong, and he just—he's mm. a character I gravitate more towards. Same, same. Um, I think probably just because he's the he's a leading man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think, I think, yeah, I, 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 and she handled it with dignity and class. I liked it towards the end. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I thought she was really good. Like Bill's in denial. She's the one who comes up and kind of just lays it out on the line. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with her. Uh, best moment, best element. Uh, we can come back to it. It's also one of my. I didn't like. I liked how they went through the house because oh, no one would do that in real life. It is like this is why you go to the movies, kind of thing. But uh, I think we're going in. 
All right. I, was, I was quite spectacular going up the stairs and back out again, but I was like, this is stupid. This <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> but when you make, know it's a good movie. That did me know, and I do like the bit where she... I mean, it is the thing where you go out and you go, how was it? They went through a house. <laughs> yeah. There was a cow. <laughs> like, and these are the things people were talking about when, when they came out. The cow was the big one. The cow, yeah. yeah. But that, I was I like Georgia. I was unsettled by that. Um, really? You guys yeah. are such pansies. No. You really... Okay. No, I'm, Bill no. is a pansy. I'm going, okay, I'm going to poll this, okay? I'm going to put this up on a poll this week. Is the cow... What did you say? Is it disturbing? Is that what you're saying? What's the word we're going to choose? Unsettling. Unsettling. Also that, because they make you think at the beginning or that the totally, dog's going to die. No, no, but we're talking about the cow. And that's upsetting. Unsettling, because the, the dog is... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the dog yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. emotional manipulation. The cow, though. Unsettling or funny? Those are the two options I'm going to put up there. It's because I made a noise. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask people. It's funny in a stupid way. I haven't like, done a poll. It carries a, on mooing as it's going round. I haven't done a poll in a couple of weeks. So okay, I'm going to put one up there. You're not allowed to vote in it. I won't vote. You don't have Twitter. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, George, do we have your favorite moment yet? No, um, mine's, I mean, to be fair, the tornadoes, like, they look really yep. good. I, it, you forget that they're not real. Like, I'd straight up forget that they aren't actually driving through, like, that isn't in, on the distance. I know, it's, it's very well done. I know it's early in, in, in the CGI sort of sort yes. of um, process, but there'd be times they shoot, like, the uh, tornado and what was happening, and then you get that, like, hard cut of the two of them, like, close, and things just, like, hitting the windshield that are obviously just being <laughs> thrown from just off camera. That bit's not good, the, but the actual, the like, tornado just gets, in like, the sky. Just gets, like, thrown by some stage hair just off to the left. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, okay, but no, I hear you. Visually, especially, especially Especially at the time. It was like, wow. Yeah, it's different. I mean, there was the one when it went on the water, I was like, that looks a bit naff. Yeah. yeah would, but, and, and the fact they went around the car, that just seemed yeah, really yeah. odd. Yep. Okay. Uh, Ellie. Um, struggled with this one a bit. Um, I'm going to go for the bit in Meg's house. Um, so when they talk about the F5s for the first time and, um, and Joe's not there, but she's so my favorite character isn't in the scene um yeah that's okay um yeah so when she's kind of in the shower and they're talking about how she's the only one that's ever experienced one i thought that maybe had the most gravity of the film hear me out on this because i I have a theory about the 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 scene in the house which is just part of it Uh bill comes down has a shower is immediately linked sorry is immediately followed by joe having a shower is there an energy that's going to get created when you're naked in a space immediately after someone else has been naked in that same space? Is, the, is, is there a little bit of sexual energy out of that, or am I reading too much into this? It just seems... Really? really? Yeah. The fact that you bookend the two people who have all the sexual chemistry and they... Really? It seems odd I think in real no life else. it would be. Okay. But, the only, but it's because the, those two are the only two that have actually been out in the in the storm right. like that right. so they're, they're the two that need the shower. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the, the, they need the shower because they were underneath the bridge where they got hepatitis. But I don't understand. Well, no one yeah. else has been outside. No one else has yet. been dirty. Yeah. Although, oh, where she yes, got this yes. crystal clean T-shirt. tank top number yeah. two is beyond me. <laughs> From John McLean. <laughs> <laughs> Last I checked, his, his get quite dirty. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Elliot, have we had your, yeah, you have your favorite moment. So, so me, I guess. For you, I'm yeah. going to go with the spectacle of it. It's, a, it's supposed to be a fun movie and not one you think too hard about. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I enjoy the ride. Yeah, I enjoy the ride. I get to meet this crazy ragtag group of crazy storm chasers and live vicariously through them in real time. Well, not real time, but through a 24 hour window. 
um, as they go chasing after these uh, tornadoes. And that was fun. It feels that was exciting, fun. doesn't it? Yeah, and you gave me a bad guy to root against. You made sure he was in black, so I went, okay, he's the villain. Yeah. Okay, you gave me people to, to root for. You know, it, it, it clearly established who was supposed to be what, and I sort of fell in line accordingly. Um, yeah, so... The problem is there's no standout out moments no i agree with that you know what i mean the problem is when you chase four tornadoes yeah they just turn it the f5 was supposed to be the big deal yeah and it's it's just the same thing we've seen before just a little bit like it's really black in the center but like i can't comprehend the scale we're talking about so it doesn't look any more different than the f4 like if you ask me the one that got a hold of aunt meg's house seems like the most damaged so Mm. yeah i guess i'm not really to anything about it no uh it's time for a grumble what you got liam my grumble is the script, and I didn't like how Wiener was used and stuff like that. Better dialogue, a bit more grittier could have been better. Yep. Um, I didn't didn't like that. Because that brought me out of it. That didn't leave me in it, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I didn't like that. Okay. Uh, Georgia. The story, or lack thereof, I, it, like, it's all well and good chasing four different tornadoes, but give me some reason to care about whether these people live or die because there isn't much of it like i wanted more backstory about joe's obsession like put some like hallucinations in there or something if i may if i may Mm -hmm. aren't me (laughs) yes i cared about the cow no i didn't care about the we're literally putting on a poll about if the cow was disturbing (laughs) but you're like i need a reason to care about the human beings and whether they live or die just out in the field minding its own business it doesn't get any warning what about melissa she's 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 being held captive almost against her will oh she said she wanted to go with them yeah well she's like this seems interesting she doesn't know any better well (laughs) anyway neither do the cows no the cows (laughs) that disturbed me the cow so they put you in a bad mood (laughs) (laughs) uh ellie grumble my grumble's exactly the same as George's. I thought the story was really shit and it didn't really go anywhere. Um, I don't care about the cow either. Um, <gasps> I didn't really care about any of the characters particularly. Like, it was okay. <sighs> it was just a bit dull. No, oh, okay. You know, like, kind of dull, but in an action-y way, if, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, there was, there was lots going on, but it wasn't of anything, anything of any substance. Yeah, you have lots of thrills and they go, cool, what was it about? Don't really remember. Exactly. Yeah, it it does what it says in the tin. Yeah. It's people running away, well, running away and running towards tornadoes. I'd yeah. like to have just had one tornado and that'd been the main objective to get to, or maybe just two, one where they failed and the other one where they did it. Four was overkill. I'm okay with it. Well, that was overkill for me. Uh, if I may, I'm going to go with... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit. Go on. I got, two, I got two. I got two. Hey, can you do it? <laughs> um, the first one is going to be... I mean, you guys talk about the script, so I don't even do that. I would have had three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really fun ensemble cast, and we did very little with them. Yeah. Yeah, like Alan Ruck from ferris bueller gets a few lines very very little part um the guy from uh i mean Philip seymour hoffman gets more than anybody else he's the first one to try and go back in and help may as uh, meg as well when everybody else is outside yeah. he comes and helps uh we didn't even mention how bill goes back for the dog and saves the dog so yay for him yeah. there was this weird balding guy who had like two lines in the whole film yeah there was also the guy who's um i don't know what his role was was he he wasn't rabbit he was another guy who had like a role with the group is he the lost guy he is on about no not even him but it was there was a lost guy there's all these people who there, i was like there's an ensemble this seems really like it's fun but we, we we sacrificed it all at the expense of the of the uh the, love story the two sto- yeah 
So, you know, and also I would have, I would have liked to have seen Jonas be more than just some guy who's just a weasel. And he just disappeared for a huge chunks of the film. Yeah. Yep. And that just seemed odd. I, I understand. I totally forgot about him. Yeah. Um, so that's my first one. My second one is, is, is the speed problem. <laughs> you finish the movie when the lab results come in and you're running the lab. No, no, you're running the lab and then you can have them come in and have the same ending, but you don't need that last ridiculous, no. uh, the storm's coming back after us. Let's go hide in the barn. That's not a barn. Yeah, and then, yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't need that. That was, that was just padding by 10 minutes. We didn't need. Yeah. It wasn't as egregious a speed, but there was just no need for it. Yeah. Like, it's like everyone's sitting there going, I didn't have enough. We didn't have enough exciting events in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, it went by, it's coming back. Okay, how many times are you going to play this? You so, know why? Because I took another twist. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, I <laughs> think it's, uh, is this anybody's best role ever? No. No. No, I, I, I can't think of anybody. I could never play this game because I can't remember. No, you can't remember anybody. Melissa was better in uh, <laughs> Philip. In, is she better than Lost Boys? In Lost Boys, yeah. I only know we're in this. So, so if I've only seen you in one thing, I disqualify you from contention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's better oh, in many things. So many things. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen Hunt is better in many things. Yep. Uh, she wasn't bad in this. She wasn't good in this. I liked her in this. Probably, okay, maybe she's closer, closer to good. She's serviceable. She's fine. She's yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's fine. I uh, watched What Women Want like a few months ago, and she's definitely better in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a movie that hasn't aged well. Um <laughs> Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's better in oh, Apollo 13. Apollo 13, yeah. Yeah. And better in Titanic. Yeah. Titanic, yeah. Much yeah. better in Titanic, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the script doesn't do any favors here. None. He gets the lines and they're not good. And he has to call people wieners and things like that. So and they pay two million. Yeah. Two and a half million. Two and a half plus million. Plus the rewrites. Oh, Jesus. I want to know who wrote which lines. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I'd like these to like. Come back to what Georgia said at the start and um, definitely say that we could both do a better job with. <laughs> um so yeah i guess there's nobody else i really have in my contention i mean god knows that uh carrie elwes is better in like a million things Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's better as russ wheeler yeah let alone wesley i liked him yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so let's talk then i guess it's time for although which button is it i think it's this what's my age again what's my age again Social for our little age game, Diddy. Uh, Ellie, who have you got on the docket for us today? We're going to start with Bill Paxton. Oh, I really wish I'd have been paying attention when we did Titanic a few years. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Because it's only two years difference. Um, 42. 40. 38. 41. Oh, it's split. I got half of two. Yeah, yeah, right. yep. I'll take half of that. Helen Hunt. Oh, 37. 33. 36. 33. Hey, well done. Well done, you. Um, I, oh, no Jamie Gertz, who, oh. who plays Melissa. Oh, um, 32. 30. 34. 31. Oh, split it. Very close today. <laughs> um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, that's Ooh, hard. That we we haven't had him before. And no. he's, Which one's he? He's Dusty. He's, dusty. he's the guy oh, okay. who, he's the stoner. Uh, 36. 38. 30. 29. He's always looked like... He he always looks 40. (laughs) When he's 30, when he's 40, when he's 50, he just looks 40. Wow. Yeah. Well done, you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And then Lois Smith, who plays Aunt Meg. Oh. Okay, not 30. 63. Mm -hmm. No. 57. 55. 
66. Oh, okay, you got that Woo! one. Wow. I think overall, I think I took this one, though. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think, did, I, yeah. I think I pipped it. You did. So I think I won that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, that was uncharacteristically bad from you. It was really bad for <laughs> me. Usually that's my kind of performance. <laughs> um, okay, so now we've got to talk about the critics. The critics. Yeah. What have you got for us on this, Georgia, while I look up our critics? You go ahead. So people seem to either really like this or really dislike it on the critic front. It's It's quite a divisive one it's, so I've got, uh, it's what we would say in this country is marmite yeah, yeah. yes it's yeah, a bit like of a marmite film yeah. uh, so we get kenneth turn from the los angeles times says an expert in making audiences squirm and twist at making us feel the rush of experience right along with the actors debunk choreographs action and suspense so beautifully he makes it seem like a snap so he quite liked it mm-hmm. okay um and then we get one who definitely did not like it very much. Deason Thompson from Washington Post said, the hackneyed chatter and half-baked personal histories are enough to make you scream into the wind, which... I oh, that's quite good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite good. And then we get our good friend, uh, Roger Ebert. Eebs. Who only gives it two and a half out of four. Um, says, Twister director Roger Yonderbun is tireless filmmaking. It lacks the wit of his speed, but sure has its energy. If the actors in this movie want to act, they have to run to catch up with the camera, which is already clearing down a dirt road to watch while an oil tanker truck spins into the air, crashes and explodes. This movie is wall-to-wall with special effects and they're all convincing, although it's impossible for me to explain how Bill and Joe escape serious injury while staring right up into the suck zone of <laughs> finger of God. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He gave us the same rating he gave howl's moving castle <laughs> really two and a half out of four <laughs> yeah all right thanks a lot George. do we know what the rotten tomatoes overall was for this georgia uh, i can find it quickly okay while you're looking that up i'll start with our critics film floggers say through slightly twisted rose tinted glasses i enjoyed it back in the day but i'd like to revisit to see how the cg holds up like all right it was okay yeah, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah nothing egregious i didn't i didn't sit here and go oh no. There's bits where I want you showing your age, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't terrible. But no. that's all it was, yeah. Um, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith says <laughs> Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, Carrie Elwes, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Cameron from Ferris Bueller, that'll be Alan Ruck. <laughs> is, yeah. Love this. Watched it so many times. It's over the top, unrealistic, brilliant. So many great scenes. Flying cows, flying combine harvesters, flying Dorothy's. It's very Wizard of Oz. It has heart too. I also forgot to mention. In one scene, there was a tractor hanging from a tree. Yeah, there was. Uh, it's a musical podcast. We've uploaded a gif of a cow uh, orbiting a tornado. <laughs> Say, I used to be obsessed with this film. Every time it was my turn to choose from Blockbuster, I wanted to choose this. After three choices, it was banned. I was obsessed with the flying cow and thought it was the height of comedy. Can't wait to listen. Well, I'm with you guys. I thought it was funny. Uh, Georgia and I don't know if it was Liam as well, maybe, yeah. are ready to contact the digital RSPCA to make sure that the cow is well taken care of. It's the way he moved. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it is. Uh, our friends at How Not to Summon a Podcast hey, say, the only, thing that, the only thing I can remember from this movie is bad acting and something about Pepsi cans. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much nailed it there. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It's taken us two and something hours to get there. Uh, Alex from Main Street Finance say, this one brings back memories. I haven't seen Twister in forever, but I remember my mom and I used to love it. Oh. My mom loved The Flying Cow. Did you? I'll say that much. Yeah. She thought it was hysterical. <laughs> uh, the MCU and Me podcast. That's a new contributor that here. Is, says, yeah. love this it's film as a name. kid, as I loved all disaster movies for some reason, and haven't seen it in over a decade. But in my memory, it still holds up. I'll say this. It's been 20-something years for me. Yeah. 
I'm okay if I don't see it for another 20. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not rushing out to see this. Unlike them, I'm not going back for a second, third, and fourth time in one go here. No. I'm, I'm, I'm okay for now. Yeah. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee. I watched this only last weekend. I love the chemistry between Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. They were such intense characters. It was hilarious to see Philip Seymour Hoffman playing the fool. He's so versatile. He is. He's so versatile. I think this film gave us a touch of what he could do. I wish I could see what was left on the floor. Mm. Um, we've got a hundred things we learned from film podcasts who say this scene, this beautiful scene. <laughs> I mean, it's giving me high blood pressure just thinking about it, but it still lives rent free in my head. Georgia and Ellie, which scene do you think he's talking about? Maybe the one where they're in the middle of the tornado. Okay. Georgia, any ideas? The cow. <laughs> So it's, a sh- it, it, it's, it's a shot of people who can steak and eggs. <laughs> uh, we've got a little bit more information on this here. Um, Ray says, bacon and eggs. If I weren't allergic to eggs, that would be my weekend breakfast. Good mm, shout. Yeah. Allergic to mm. eggs. I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't. God bless you, Ray. Yeah. Uh, Carlo says, I've never been a huge fan of it, one way or the other. I mean, it's dumb fun, and it's some pretty cool set pieces, but it's never been a film I lean towards. You're not wrong. No. We're, You're not we're, wrong. We're, we're with you. Uh, Jorge L. Giovanetti says the finger of God scene is pretty memorable. But then again, what do I know about experiencing two tropical fingers in a row? And there's some sort of inside joke, I think, about September 2017. So I think that's a Jorge uh, Carlo inside joke. Yeah. So we're intrigued. Yeah. Oh, we've got some more replies to this. I imagine it's just more of the, yes, it's definitely an inside joke between Carlo and uh, Jorge. So God bless you guys. Uh, podcast father, forgive me, podcast father, for I have sinned, <laughs> says, I can think about one million flaws with this movie or whenever it's on TV, which is constantly, I find myself watching it every single time. What does it say about the movie? It's a great, just put it on because it's on and just do something else on yeah, your phone. Maybe you get cowed up in it for a few minutes, but then you go do something else. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do the same. Yeah. The drinking and dishing podcast say i always thought it was a decent movie not the best but certainly not the worst haven't seen it in a long time but i was flipping channels and if it was on i'd probably stop to watch yeah uh the dual sense podcast say love twister we'll stop and watch it if i come across it on tv r.i.p paxton absolutely like we've ripped on him a bit he's this is the third film we've done with him i think yeah he's solid he's good he's very solid yeah i love his voice though yeah it's a great voice it is uh maybe one day we'll do a clear for takeoff on big love where he plays a mormon with three wives wow oh it's really good yeah early seasons are really good oh okay yeah a disastrous history say it's the defining movie of a 90s and i will hear no slander <laughs> well uh, maybe don't listen yeah i think pulp fiction and shawshank redemption say what <laughs> just saying um civics and coffee says one of the best movies of all time and said just ask disastrous history who we just heard from uh they, who doubled down and then said, there is no 90s movie that is better and again i'm gonna say say what, what? <laughs> and rebecca says fantastic film one of my all-time favorites so many amazing and strange lines and there's a gif of i gotta go julia we got cows <laughs> <laughs> so that's good all right so that is what they thought and i've got one last review to read Ooh. I'd love to direct a sequel to that movie. I've always felt there was a Jaws version of that movie. I always felt we did the Pepsi Light version of that movie. Bill Paxton. Uh, Didn't like the final product, it would seem, or wasn't what he thought it was going to be. So. So many rewrites, that's why. (sighs) What what, what lines are we doing today? Yeah. All right. Maybe he was taking the piss. (laughs) Maybe he was. Maybe he was purposely just like yeah. them. So, uh, really, it's now time for our ratings. I have really struggled with this one yeah, myself. 
but Liam, you are first as per usual on the old uh, carousel, if you will. Oh, what I have am. you got for this? Right. Um, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, love it. Um, but it, it did take me on a journey, and I did find it quite exciting in places. I got caught up in the whole uh, tornado chasing. Um, so I'm going to give it a strong six and a half tornado twists. You've never said like a week six and a half or a week eight. It's always, <laughs> they're all, you're so optimistic. No, <laughs> or you're hedging. So, no, I am. I mean, I was going to go for a, like a five, five and a half, that mm-hmm. sort, but I actually did quite enjoy certain parts of it. Okay. So six and a half for me. Six and a half. Yep. And what was that? Six and a half what? Tornado twists. Tornado twists yeah. out of 10. Uh, Georgia, what have we got? Uh, I'm I'm quite similar to be fair. Like I my memory of this film is a lot worse than what I actually found it to be, and I think it is because of the few like emotional manipulative bits. As when I watched it when I was younger, just going nope, don't want it. Like my like objective like view went not having this. Um, but watching it back, I was kind of like actually it's not that bad, but it's still not a great film. So yeah, I'm gonna give it. Uh, Probably a week, six and a half, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> well, they even out then. Between <laughs> yeah. you guys, we, got, we, we have a neutral six and a half. We do. Okay. Uh, somehow, I think Ellie, well, we'll see if it's three six and a halves in a row. I don't think it will be. Ellie, what do you got? It will not be, no. <laughs> and I'm going to say I, I didn't like this film. All right. So you would say, um, much like the tagline they rejected, are you saying it sucks? Sucks. It, it sucks a bit. Okay, yeah. it sucks a bit. Like not, sucks a bit. Not really. I didn't it's like really an F, F, really. It's like an it's F2. Like an F1. It's the one yeah. kind of, was that really that bad? It was, no, this is more like down currents, really. It just sucks a little. <laughs> bit of a drizzle. Yeah, like, it was kind weather. of like, okay, but a bit bad. Like, it just, just didn't feel like anything happened. I wouldn't watch it again. If it were on in the background on the TV, as you say, like just doing something else, like, sure whatever but i'm never gonna sit down and want to watch it so i've given it a five and a half that's all right bad. that's kind yeah, of that's yeah. all right yeah 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 i think it's, yeah, it's I, I, I couldn't i couldn't disagree with you no right? that one's fine you understand that. yeah uh i'm gonna go with this and go it's funny that ebert compared it to howl's moving castle because <laughs> howl's moving castle when it ended i went what? i don't have a clue what just happened <laughs> no twister i clearly understand what happened yeah it's not complicated. So this is lowest common denominator food uh, f- food making filmmaking. <laughs> it was high quality food making, but it was it was lowest it common. Was. Lots of ex- explosions, but lots of big storms, car chases. You know, oh, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. We're gonna kiss at the end. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff. So it, it wasn't formulaic, but it was. It definitely. <laughs> It didn't require me to put on my thinking hat to watch this one at all. (laughs) I definitely very easily have multitasked and had this on and done a whole bunch of other stuff for the podcast while I watched it. Yep. Um, That being said, I think I still had fun. I do. I think it takes me on, on a journey, on a ride. I'm rooting for the people I'm supposed to root for. I feel, I feel badly for Melissa and that's okay. I like the film didn't demonize her. I love the film. They they could have had her go. I think you're a loser. And no, I didn't do that. She just makes the mature decision. Um, and I was rooting for her when she did, when she stuck up to him. I'm going to go decision to not chase the tornado. Yeah. So I'm going to rate this. I'm the highest of the bunch, which is unusual for me. I am. I I thought you're going to be middle of the road. No, no, no. I'm going to give it, uh, not much higher. I'm going to give it seven ladles of Meg's food group gravy oh, out of ten. Nice, <laughs> That's nice. what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a good time. Uh, I'm in no rush to watch it again. No. None. None. Uh, but I appreciate having gone back and seen it and going. It, 
it's weird. It is a little bit of a taste of me being, I mean, it was 96. So I'm 16, 17 16, when this film, yeah, film comes out. Yeah. And so there are moments of it where I go, wow, okay, it's 16, 17, 18, when I would have watched on VHS maybe a couple of times, where was I in my life and what would I have found funny and what would I have found interesting? And then do any of these, those things still hold up? I probably thought the script was pretty good back then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely didn't this time. And uh, it's interesting to see how big the cast is. I don't think I realized that at that time. No, I didn't. So it was all right. It was all right. And so that is that. I. It was, because this was a, a time, I don't think we talked about this really, where disaster movies were massive. They were what Marvel films are. Maybe not the same, but the fact that everything was a, is like a superhero movie now. Yeah. Everything back then was a disaster film, and Twister was one of the better ones. Yeah. And for what it's worth, I think there's a certain timeless quality to it. I don't think the lack of technology gets in the way too much. The CB radio, I'm okay. I'm all right. When, yeah. was, when was Armageddon? Was that late? 98. 98. 98. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So that would be that. So all that's left for us to do now is talk about what we're watching next week. Oh, I like this bit. Exciting. It's another anniversary sort of thing. I okay. kind of expected it might be. Oh, okay. What do you think it might be? I, I don't know what I, I just expected to be an anniversary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just the last year. Generally, there. Yeah, it, it seems to be a hot time for, for anniversary. Yeah, so yeah, if this yeah. is one this time, uh, it's 20 years. I'm going to take us back to 2001. Okay. Where we have the theatrical release, if you will, of a film that changed the face of animation and it wins the first Academy Award for Best Animated Film. And for the first time, the crown of Who's the King of Animation goes away from Disney and towards DreamWorks. All that glitters is gold, but only shooting stars break the mold. We are watching Get Out of My Swamp, Shrek. Shrek! Oh! Cool! As soon as you said 2001, I was going, no. I was, <laughs> I was, I was terrified you were choosing Shrek when you chose Howl's Moving Castle. When you were really? animated, I went, oh no. <laughs> so it's the 20-year yeah. anniversary of its mainstream theatrical release. Still so, my favorite of the three. Pardon me? Still my favorite. Oh, the three. Well, yeah. I don't think anyone goes Shrek 3 is my favorite. No. There's no. four, isn't there? There is four. Shrek oh, the fourth, there? yeah. I've not seen the fourth. Or Shrek Forever After or something, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to three. I, love, I like one. I like two very much as well. Uh, three is 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 terrible. Yeah. But what, here's three the thing. Let's go. Shrek the third. Shrek yeah. the third, yeah. Uh, the, the first one really does change. It was so... It wasn't ki- so good. It wasn't kiddie. It made fun of Disney films. It made fun of uh, animation. It made fun of story tropes. It's very it made cl- fun of dick jokes. Yeah, it's is what ve- it did. It's very very clever. It's very clever, yeah, yeah. and it's a shame that three ruins it by turning it into what it used to make fun make fun of. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. I the can't thing. wait to talk about this because one of my favorite actors of the time was cast as Shrek. So I just want to yeah. All right. So I can't wait. All right, I'm looking forward I to hearing seen this. this for a really long time. I've not watched it in a while. I have not. The, the film that made All Star into and Smash Mouth into a meme. Yeah, because <laughs> it was their biggest commercial success by a mile, and yet it also made them that song. That's all they're really allowed to be. Yeah, yeah. So really interesting stuff. Heck of a cast, even including one of my all time least favorite actresses, Cameron <laughs> Diaz. But, but she fits so well in it. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it covers our weaknesses, but we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves for next week. So next yeah, week yeah. we are doing Shrek. Get your thoughts on Shrek in. Uh, go ahead, look at the Twitter. Get yourself a t-shirt. Why not? Yeah. Join. Say you're a friend of the podcast. It literally says on one of them anyway, 
I'm a friend of the podcast. Yeah, so absolutely. go ahead, stake your claim, be a friend of the podcast, catch out our stuff. We've got, uh, obviously this just came out. We've got Liam's uh, rest of development. If you haven't heard that last yeah, Friday, yeah. George's cheers this Friday. Uh, keep an eye out for our Nicole Kidman top five and Captain America on the talk of the Mickey feed. Yeah. So for best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ali. And I've been Georgia. And sorry, guys. We gotta go. We got cows. <laughs> Catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. Nana, did you know that the people who listen to the podcast think you're really great? Who? People who listen to the podcast like you. Oh. This is Carlo. He said, also, bless your nana. Love her. Oh. Look at that. And then... Is he, are they all nice? They are all nice. They, they listen to our podcast. And these people, they do a podcast called It's a Musical Podcast. Because they, they review musicals like we do films. Yeah. They said, I genuinely love her takes. It's been a great addition over the past few weeks. <laughs> they really like you. Yeah. Look at that. They like you. Good. It's nice to be loved. <laughs> it is nice mm. to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, she said, you'll have to show her all the Twitter love. So I said, I will. Look, five different people liked that. Oh, five, good. Five people were like, yeah, tell, tell Nana good. that you're that you're good. Well, I didn't see this week, so I can't remark no, on that's okay. It's <laughs> Twister. Have you ever seen that? The one with the, the no, hurricanes? I don't, I don't think so, do you? No. I don't very often watch films like that. Not a moan. No, I don't. I don't, I don't mind murder mysteries. But, um, yeah, we'll have to do a murder mystery, and you can come on and give your full opinion. Yes, good yes. idea. <laughs> I'll tell you who. If I've seen it before, I'll tell you who, who did it. <laughs> But then I don't always see the ends because I fall asleep. <laughs> That's all right. Because they're on from... They're on at late, aren't they? Eight till ten or yeah. sometimes nine till eleven. One was last night, nine till eleven, but I watched it. Did you I catch that one? No, you finished that one. <laughs> I'd see it all. But there's some weird plasticky looking stuff then in Empire. Oh, the version we saw was... I don't, he gave me an article that there's been no CGI additions to it. That's rubbish. Well, I'm just... That is rubbish. I will lay down the law here. You can't can't have facts and then go... That's not fact. No, it's a fact. (laughs) There was CGI in that movie. The one we saw. Let's read the article and come back to it. I'm just realising as Ellie starts to glitch that um, I'm not plugged into the hardwire. I'm just doing this Wi-Fi. Oh. So let's fix that. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm... No, that was definitely CGI. There's a fact. I choose not to accept it. I I choose not to accept it. (laughs) 